Welcome everyone to The Testing Room, where three of the gaming industry's best video game consultants who have never actually consulted on a video game bring you new topics each and every week. As always, I'm Alex, aka The Godfather. I'm Christian, aka Pseudo-Wudo45. I'm Preston, aka Funkadelic Jedi. Yeah, and we are uh, having, we're, we're two here and one remote, um, which is funny to say because I know we're always remote, but Christian... Yeah. <laughs> It's out on a work trip, um, but you still don't have your camera on. Is is your internet that bad? The, in this, yeah. Well, dude, it's a it's an IT conference with a bunch of people that have multiple things hooked up. To this hotel is was not prepared. <laughs> buckling. This hotel's probably buckling under like, the pressure is. of all these people. I tested people. I tested video last night. Um, yeah. And I was like, all right, let's see. And it was so choppy and stuttery, and I was like. There's no reason. Let's not even. If you if you go to like uh, Wi-Fi or AirPlay or something, like how many people's networks do you just like pick up at an IT conference? Oh, dude, so much. And then and not only that, but now like because everybody brings hotspots with them, thinking like, oh, this will help my cause. And then you realize that like the, that many hotspots overlaying the same signal on top of each other just makes everybody else's experience shittier. And I. I don't know. I, it's whatever. There's a. The problem is, is so down on the. Down on the conference floor, they have a completely separate Wi-Fi, that you have to that you that's like a, separate password and all this other stuff. Um, so when you're down there, it's fine. But by the time you get up to the rooms, especially like where I, like it's just, it, like I think, I I pulled out the Steam Deck last night, because um, I was messing around with some stuff that we'll get to when we talk to our weeks, obviously, but. Um, Alex, you know this. You know Steam. Deck, like sometimes, a lot of your games will do like a uh, the Steam cache, like the the mm-hmm. cache updates, where it just yep. basically runs through the files, makes sure everything's good, and it bl- blows through. It probably and that's usually it's a very quick process. Uh, that probably took my like two hours to get through all. Of oh no! <laughs> and it was only it was only because a couple of those updates were like one gig or two gig. And you're even yeah. saying to yourself now, one gig and two gig is not that much. Oh boy, it was was it? It was it was brutal. So, Preston That's and I nice. have already discussed some funny images we may or may not put where my my screen is. So I got oh. a great idea. Hey, Alex. You got some of those photos from the uh, bachelor party of someone in a tutu and a crown? Oh, uh, yeah, I actually probably do. Right. No. Listen that one to me. I am putting a video <laughs> on that because I have I'll access to this one. YouTube channel and I will delete the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Those are favorited in my phone somewhere, too. I bet they are. If we, if, if we don't want to do that because Christian might get saucy, I have a... Uh, I have some really good wedding photos of him with just yeah. him without his significant other, no, we'll right? Probably just, do that because yeah. Christian's not a phone person. Go, go, go Whatever, I had a way better idea photos. than that, Preston. I think the tutu's a great idea. I'm sure you do. What was your idea? A, uh, just a text box that says Alex skips cutscenes. <laughs> That's not better That's than not you from your bachelor party. Whatever, it was funny. You guys were just <laughs> fucking haters. Oh, yeah, we're the haters, okay. Yeah. You guys are just lame. <laughs> Shut up, it's a good yeah. idea, guys. Leave me alone. 
Uh, well, do you want it then? Do you want to talk about your week? Do you want to sure. go first? I can do that. So, as is customary, uh, we will talk about because Alex and I are very specific about our flight uh, and <laughs> flights and and, flight and our habits during flights. Um, let's just just so you know, I will have a flight coming up uh, soon from Alabama. So I can't wait to share yeah, whatever that's uh, going to be. And the torch will be passed to you that because yeah. it's, it's this bit has been going on for so long, <laughs> even before this podcast started, and it will continue long after it's done. So, um, yeah, so my main I'll, – I'll paint the scene. This was supposed to be a trip where it was the entire team that was supposed to go. Um, so – I had a coworker that was going to go with me, and they, the company, uh, was so adamant that I that we arrive here and leave here at the same times that I had to match whatever flights were coming out because that person was going to be flying from O'Hare, and I was going to obviously be flying from Milwaukee, um, and so who cares? I agree. I because it's we were not in the same room, so why does it matter? Um, it and we both had corporate cards, so it doesn't matter. So like, why are we? It doesn't. It's so stupid. Um, but that put me at uh, getting to the airport at a gentleman's four in the morning. Ugh, I've had no. so many of those over the yeah, years. Yeah, dude. So you you just in there and you're just like, why? I don't. This is. Hell, there's no reason that anybody should have to do this ever, but okay. So, your first thought is, alright, well, let me just, like, get a nice little light, light brekkie with a drink, and let's just try to make the most of this. Do you, do you have a go-to whenever you do that? I always, I always get the same breakfast when I have early well, flights. So now, like, I have a different one, but before it was, let me just get, like, a little bacon, egg, and cheese, or sausage, egg, and cheese uh, uh, thing from, like, Starbucks, and then uh, just, like, an orange juice. Now, uh, because I have, my eyes have been opened to the way of the refresher, um, I get the strawberry acai lemonade refresher because it's uh, incredible. Um, so that's what, I, that's what I usually I'll get. So if it's that, I'll get that lemonade and a little breakfast sandwich, and I'm good to go. Um, and... So I, I go to do it, and I'm, I walk over, and I can hear some, like, noise off in the distance, but I'm like, oh, well, who knows, whatever that is, you know. And it's just, like, the line is, like, 50 fucking people all waiting. And I was like, no, Ew. I'm not doing that. And you might be thinking to yourself, so did you just not eat anything? Yes. I looked at that line, <laughs> and I said, I'd rather have nothing. And so then I went, sat in front of the gate. And so I was flying American this time, and for those who don't know, American has assigned seats. So it doesn't fucking matter what time you run over to the door or try to race to Wrong. people. Because, no, I, this is, I am adamant in this belief. It is, it's an assigned seat. I'm going to go where I'm going to go. You being in, if we're both in group five, and your seat is in aisle 20... It does not matter that you've ran in front of me because 
we're still going to the same places regardless. It's not like fucking Southwest so, where it's the Hunger Games for fucking seats so before you get in there. I I agree. Uh, I agree with you on this. And I used to do this thing when I was executive platinum on uh, American, which is group two. So the group one is first yeah. class. People would pay for it and group two is me. Um, so I used to do this thing where I would purposely like just chill because I know like I have a seat and I know my boarding number and I would wait till everybody rushes up. And then I would just like pass through everybody and just be like, excuse me, excuse me. And just be like, just out loud to yourself, be like, you all have a group number. What is so difficult, right? As I'm just like pushing yeah. through in my group too. <laughs> Peons, get out of my way. Wait. So, But it's I, true. But, like you have a group. Chill out. Yeah. And again, even in your own group, like if they go group four, yep. pushing to the front of group four Gets you nothing. You're still going no. to the same seat you were assigned, you fucking idiot. So, but we get on the plane, and I'm already, like, because it's an early morning flight. So, Alex, you know, what is the most irritating thing somebody can do is opening those goddamn windows and not <laughs> window. letting it be fucking dark in the plane because some fucking idiot's like, I've never seen clouds before, and, like, need to open up the stupid-ass window that early. And so... I'm, like, preparing myself just immediately. I'm, like, I'm going – I know someone's going to do it, and I'm mm-hmm. going to be, like, hey, shut the window. And, like, I'm going to – it's going to be a thing. To my surprise, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I had the most courteous and comfy <laughs> flight of my life. Nice. I – everybody yeah. shut up. Nobody talked. There was people, there was families that got on that plane that were talking beforehand. Like you, I was like, oh boy, these are going to be the fucking talkers that don't show up the whole flight. I'm when I say everybody was, you could have heard a pin drop in that play. Everybody just knew, and we're like, we're all going to a destination. It's early as fuck in the morning. Let's all just be quiet. Let some people sleep. Let other people watch their movies. But let's just. Everybody be quiet and and do their thing. To and be fair, you did you did fly out first thing on a Monday, which is typically when the businessmen travel. Which is fair. I totally travel. agree. So a lot of people do usually know, like on the very first flight in the morning. Yeah, yeah, which is totally fair. So and then you, and then you got to Texas. Yeah. So that's that is really. <laughs> Where the, the, is DFW fucking striking again? Because that airport is laid out so stupidly that when you land, it took me, it took us probably every bit of 45 minutes to get to our gate. Because there's like... the SkyTrain? Did you ride the SkyTrain? No, because of the fucking roadway that is their tarmacs where it goes over a highway. Oh, like, planes drive over a highway and they're just like, dude, yeah. dude, dude. Like, they're driving, like, their morning commute to work. So they're just, like, fucking sitting there driving and then they're like, oh, sorry, guys. There's a little bit. The guy, the, the pilot literally gets on the on the thing and goes, uh, hey, everybody, a little bit of a traffic jam up ahead. And so we're waiting for the traffic to clear up before we get to our gate. Uh, sir? Uh, this is not this is not tr- a morning commute. This is you going to a gate that was already predetermined before we landed. What are we doing? Yeah, and that 
So O'Hare will actually do the same thing. They also go over a roadway. If you ever fly from Milwaukee to O'Hare, um, you, you're like boarding process will be 30 minutes, but your flight will be like 15 minutes, like literally. Yes. Like, bing, bing. Um, and they bring you on the backside and you also drive over the road. But the problem is like, it's not that you have to go over a road or anything like that. It's just the fact that it's so far away and your speed limit on those tarmacs are like 10 miles an hour. Yes. And you cannot go faster. So you're just like creeping along for mm-hmm. what's probably only like a mile and a half but feels like 10. Yes. It's the worst. Yeah. So, but we we get off the plane, and besides being greeted with just god-awful heat, uh, in general, it was, a, it was a good experience. Now, however, though, uh, God did not see fit to remove the magnifying glass from my, or the, the, that he's using uh, to burn me uh, just yet, um, because... Uh, I just got, so my, my, my exit flight is me leaving at 9 PM to put me home just around midnight, which is just a great time when you have to, you know, wake up the next day at like 6 AM to keep working. Um, but the problem is that I just got a notice from American that my flight is now currently under a severe weather watch. So there is a non-zero chance that my flight is either going to get delayed or moved or whatever, and I will have to find a new flight to get home. Uh, And that's not to mention the at least minimum, as required by state law, uh, six times my flight will be redirected to a different gate uh, because that's just what Dallas does with their flights um but yeah i also love so, in, in dallas you're you're in an a terminal and they're like hey we're moving your gate to like b17 like for novices to dfw you go oh whatever i guess i'll head over to b you're like oh a b right no they no. do like a b c d like opposite so the yeah it's like diagonals thing to a is like c yeah and b is on the opposite side you're just like who why why would you you're so you an have oval? To take why would yeah. you not number straight around you basically have to take these little subway cars that will take you to the other side of the fucking world as far as that airport is concerned just to get off go down a bunch of goddamn stairs and you have people that are racing you to this gate like it fucking matters which is the first problem or then you get there you sit down and you're just looking at it and you're like it says that my flight's coming out of here, but there's no, or that's, that I'm going to leave from this gate. But there's no estimated time, there's no anything on here, they haven't updated the details. And when you go and ask the people at the flight desk, they go, ah, it's just going to take a second to update. And okay. you just look at them and go, okay. um, <laughs> you're a liar. You're but lying? we both know that it doesn't take that long to update <laughs> details, right? Like, it just happens. Like, so if you had the details, they'd be updated, right? Like, no, 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 it just takes, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit. It doesn't, though, does it? Like, I think we all know that it doesn't, and you're just lying because you know that this is about to get switched. But you know if you say it right now, people are going to riot. So you are just waiting. Um, I, I, here's the thing. No one, no one should yell at service workers. Absolutely not. It's not their fault. They didn't create this system. They're not doing it. However, 
these people who work this front desk should not be shocked when someone does get upset with them. Like, I... There is a time, like, when you see someone's face who's like, I can't believe you're yelling at me right now. And it's like, can't you, though? Like, they, they've been redirected six times. And this flight, particularly for them, might have been, re, like, delayed and rescheduled three or four fu- other fucking times. Like, can't you understand why they're a little mad? Like, I think I could. Uh, and honestly, I, and what though, I would like, do. I, I think they lie because they just know any given day some crazy person is going to throw hands. And they're just like, I just don't want to deal with this right now. Like, which I don't is fair. To dodging punches because of something. Which idiot is why angry. Which is I and I and that's totally that is totally true. And that is why I still maintain that all airlines should have been allowed to go bankrupt uh, during COVID. <laughs> because all of them are scum of the earth fucking companies that I just if any other industry operated the way airlines do they would have been shut down no one would go to them no one if you went to a restaurant where the seats were always small and uncomfortable the service was absolute like shit and on top of that every time you got it was just the food that you got was just varying degrees of either like uncooked or cold or whatever but they'd be like where else are you gonna go to eat brr, 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 brr. and everybody would be like i'm not i'm not going to that restaurant it can oh, i'm just sorry fail. sir your uh, your lobster has been delayed to next week you'll need to come back yeah yeah <laughs> but, but no we're not getting a refund across the street to go get your, yeah. get your burger we're, we're, we're not getting getting you a refund but uh we will give you store credit to buy a lobster the next time you come in here um but, if it's available but the store credit is but the store credit is only going to be $15 to cover what's $40 normally. And yes, we know it. Yeah, fuck. But sorry, we're going to give you 15 to do it. That's and, my favorite. And, and when like, they like, yeah. they're like, hey, we're going to give you a meal voucher, and the meal voucher is $20. bucks. you are like, what can I buy in this airport for under $20? Like, like, you tell me, seriously, what can I buy here under $20? Because the answer is nothing. Nothing. I know. Yeah, walk me around. Show me. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It's unbelievable. But yeah, so, with all of that being said, um, I have uh, played some games recently, um, and besides the Did game that we're here games? to talk about today... We've got two weeks worth of uh, games to talk about. Yeah, so let me... What did you say, Alex? Did you beat any games? I did. Um, so, I think I talked about this or i'm yeah I, I did talk about the fact that i beat Baldur's gate um so i beat uh final fantasy crisis core mm-hmm. reunion the the re-release that they did yeah. of crisis core boy that is just that psp game there is they didn't do shit like i it is i yes i'm being a little reductive but it is it visually it does look a lot better but man, on the gameplay side, and this is coming from somebody who, at the time, like I was a big fan of Crisis Core. Like I was like, hell yeah, Crisis Core is cool as hell on the PSP. <laughs> um, that game design should have died for the, with that PSP version, and they should have they should have touched it up or redone something like like. Th- it should have gotten the amount of love that Final Fantasy Remake got. And by love, I mean, like, work, right? Like, the just mm-hmm. not like, you know, but 
Um, it should have gotten the same amount of work that that game because it it definitely needed it. Um, it is so for those who don't know, uh, Crisis Core is um, basically a full explanation of uh, Zach, who is basically what you find out through. I mean, this is not spoiler. This game, Final Fantasy VII, is like thirty five years old now at this point. I think, if not older, we're fine. Um, but uh so it is in that game there's a point where you realize that cloud's memories uh he had supplemented somebody else's memories throughout his with his own to deal with the trauma of something that happened in the game and blah 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 blah, blah. that person is zach fair so this game is zach's journey basically from the moment he joined soldier um to you know his untimely demise protecting cloud essentially um and uh wouldn't you know it uh the old boy uh sefi sephiroth is in here uh and he is doing his thing just like he did in the original crisis score um but the biggest so like it's it's hard because like i still actually do enjoy the overall story of crisis core like if like if i was like do i think crisis core has a place in the overall final fantasy 7 like mythos i'd be like yes absolutely but fuck dude some of the writing in this game and some of the writing in these cutscenes is like i don't know if it was like a translation issue at the time or what was happening but it is brutal is it like, like strangers in paradise bad to where it's like super bro cheesy or is it just like just poor bad writing altogether it is it's not bro cheesy but it okay. is the same level of quality of stranger of paradise if that makes sense right Fair like enough, yeah like like something will be happening and like like here's an example uh um when there's a moment where zach falls through the roof um, of Aerith's church. So Zach, that that hole that uh, Aerith has in her church, where the sunbeams like hit the flowers and stuff. So, so Zach falls like through that hole and lands in her bed of flowers, and like Aerith wakes him up, and that's when they become like you know little like oh we're flirting and this is fun and blah blah blah. blah. Um, in that moment, there's like a um. Zack is on his ass. Like, he's, like, knocked out on his back. And Aerith leans over him and goes, Hello. Hello. Like, twice. And Zack's like, Oh, what, what's going on? And then she, like, it's like, You fell through the thing. Blah, blah, blah. And he, like, jumps up, puts his thumb out, and he's like, Thanks for saving me. And you're like, What? What? What yeah. is that exchange? Are these two humans talking? Because I don't know. I don't think so. Like, this seems like... <laughs> like a, a RPG maker level of dialogue going through here. Like, this is like a fan fiction at some point. It's really weird. So, I... It, it's it's that writing that is like, you're like, oof, this is bad. But the still, the the overall story that happens in the FMV cutscenes, right, is still awesome. Like, it is still... Like, the, like the scene at the end... Spoiler alert, Zack dies, obviously... Um, protecting Cloud, that scene 
with Zack beating the shit out of all of these Sinra soldiers and, like, Shinra sending the goddamn army after him, and he's just like, fuck you, nobody can... I'm, I'm hitting shit, and I'm blowing up helicopters, I'm doing all sorts of wild shit, like... Uh, because, so, there's a point in which... And this obviously is a spoiler for Final Fantasy VII as well, but... So you find out Claude, Cl- Cloud uh, was never... He never made it to Soldier in the first place. The only reason that Cloud, at the beginning of Final Fantasy VII, has Soldier powers is because halfway through the game, Hojo realizes that um, in, a mo- in, a, in a moment of like adrenaline to protect Tifa, Cloud ends up... Um, beating the shit out of Sephiroth by... Sephiroth, like, skewers him with the fucking sword, and Cloud picks him up while the blade is still in his stomach and, like, throws him off the edge, and the sword, like, comes... And Sephiroth is already, in fairness, Sephiroth is already, like, kind of the shit got knocked out of him when him and Zack were fighting. So he's a little bit weaker in that time and blah, blah, blah. But Cloud, either way, gets the best of him and fuck... Because he... he stabs him with the buster sword while he isn't looking and so he's like weak from the fight with zach he's weak from the stab and so then cloud has the ability to like sort of be like like get like mom strength and like pick him up and throw him off the side and as he's doing that uh hojo is like well that's weird that he was able to do that so he's at least worth me pumping full of mako to see like what happens to him as an experiment um and so he but he does it to zach too so zach becomes like ultra supercharged because his body was already charged with Mako to be a soldier first class anyway. But then he, they pumped him so full much more that he comes out of it being like, you know, I'm really ready to put the business on somebody. Um, and cloud is now basically at the level, like what a soldier was, except when he comes out of it, he has Mako sickness, which is like, Hey, you basically, your body couldn't handle it. So you're just a vegetable. Um, but as time is going on, you know, and with Zach being there and all this other stuff, um, Cloud ends up recovering, and he ends up recovering at the moment of Zach's death. So when Zach kills the last Sinra soldier, but his body is just like riddled full of bullets and everything like that, um, Cloud comes over, and Zach basically is like hands in the Buster Sword and is like, "You have to live for me, like be my legacy," which is something that his mentor said to him uh, in the course of the game. And that's, that's really as far as I'll go into the whole story. I mean, I gave most of it away, but there's lots of stuff that happens in there. Um, and well, I gave the ending away, I should say. But yeah, so uh, that all that scene still is fucking awesome. Like, like Cloud with a bunch of blood on his face, like screaming at the sky because the one person that he was really tight with like is dead in front of him and he couldn't do anything about it and he was cloud at that point was like halfway aware that he knew he was a veg like he couldn't move but he wanted to and he was trying like there's a part where when zach's like just wait right behind this rock and like i'll be right back after i get rid of these guys and uh cloud has not has barely moved up into this point but right when zach goes to run away cloud like reaches out for him and so it's like the first sign that cloud is actually getting better and had Zack turned around and seen that, he probably could have just avoided the whole fight and, like, ran and they could have been okay. Um, but this leads me to my point. And, and where I'm at now with the whole Final Fantasy VII remake saga that's happening. Alex, I have a new prediction, and I'd like us to toss <laughs> it on the board. 
Okay. I am of the opinion now that they will not kill Aerith in that in that scene, which we've all known for a while. But what you and I have talked about is who are they going to kill? Mm-hmm. They're going to kill Cloud. Really? And you think now, they're just going to let Zack take over like it always nope, should have been sort listen, of thing? Okay. I think okay. Zach, I think I think I think Zack will still he'll be a major part of it, but remember at the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake, it is it, it, the the stinger at the end of that, and spoilers for those who don't know, but the stinger at the end of that is that there are now, because of the events of Final Fantasy VII Remake, a second timeline has emerged where Zack mm-hmm. survives that encounter with the Shinra soldiers and with Cloud on his back is going to Midgar to see Aerith. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the thing. In the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth trailer, a whole lot of Zack is in that trailer, running around with Cloud sick on his back and all this other stuff. But we already know that even before Zack got got shot up, Cloud was already starting to come to when he reaches out to try to stop him from leaving, right? So we know that Cloud was going to get better eventually. We just don't know how long it would have taken him or whatever, right? So what is an easy way to get an emotional response from the people who are playing this game than by Cloud being the one who gets skewered, but then when the two timelines converge, now you have Cloud who is... Basically, still a soldier candidate, because he's probably going to be better by the end of that game. And you have Zack, who now, after being supercharged with all the Mako energy that Hojo pumped into him on top of his already Mako-charged body, he's probably on par, if not just a little bit. He's probably around the area of a Sephiroth, right? Like that level of soldier. Well, once once the timelines converge, it's really fucking easy to deal with having Cloud be the one who gets skewered because Cloud will get replaced with that Cloud, right? Like, he'll just go over to that new timeline and then maybe there'll be a fucking thing where Zack, like, he, they, they leave Cloud in that other timeline because he's like, Zack is like, I can stay in this timeline and you can stay in this one and we'll protect them together. And then he goes like, believe it and like puts his little thumbs up like a fucking stupid anime himbo that he is and i am i think i'm right i really do i, I think i and i think I i've got a solid case you might also be spot on right dude i was dude i've been uh, why wouldn't they just kill t- zach because what is that and I, I i thought about that too but what does that solve right like when you when you bring Zack back and you show a timeline where Zack survived and he's and he's taking care of Cloud, what does having two timelines where Zack is dead in both of them do for people? You also you also need the shock value of losing someone, the main character. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get the Aerith, and we know that Zack has died before right so it's not a it's not an yeah. emotional hit and they kill and, Tifa, and, and we've talked right. we, we talked about and we've talked about the air thing in the past we said will it even hit the same right so 
Right. That's, so they're not going to do Aerith again because that would be that would be stupid, right? Like you're not going to do Aerith right. again because it'd be like, why did you spend all this time remaking this game just to have Aerith mm-hmm. get skewered again? It doesn't make any sense. And on the flip side of that, um, if you just kill Zack again, remember that at the end of Final Fantasy Remake, most people's reaction to seeing Zack alive was, who the fuck is that guy? Mm-hmm. Like, when it comes to extended universe Final Fantasy stuff, most people do not care. It was, like, the diehard fans who went and played Crisis Core and Dirge of Cerberus and all that other shit... But for the most part, people just knew Zack as, like, oh, I remember that flashback sequence. I kind of forgot about that guy, but, you know, whatever. But I swear to God, dude, I've been waiting for this podcast to tell you this live, Alice, because I literally have been sitting here, like, hyping myself up. Like, when I think about this, I'm like, bro, I'm cooking right now. Like, I have got <laughs> a fucking idea, it's, and I think I'm right. You do, and it, it hits so many of the things, like like we just said, it, it hits it's the quote-unquote shock, it doesn't kill off a major character, right? You're, it's going to subvert expectations of people that want to see the air thing again. But I think it goes beyond that, and it allows them to have <laughs> two clouds, right? Like, it, as you said, keep one, like, protecting both universes, it brings the friendly thing in. Um, it's, that's that's really really good and the question will be if you do predict this does it make the story better and that's the way they should have done it or does it prove that they went the easy route because it you were able i mean like i couldn't so here's the thing right but like here's the thing make it almost like oh you know it wasn't as shocking because like we everybody saw this coming or you saw this coming i guess i don't know (coughs) so i don't that's so that's what i was gonna get to i don't know if this is a commonly held theory i haven't looked it up because i don't want to like ruin it for myself but if i i there should be some because we know when this episode is recorded but it's like i I'm going to look up, if it does happen, I'm going to look up when the first person who said, like, if, because if, if I was the first person to put this thought together, I'm going to be kind of hyped, but, which oh, I don't do think little, I am. We do a little clip that's a uh, clip for YouTube, and then we go, Christian predicts the future, and then we see yeah, yeah, yeah. the day the game comes out or something like that. I think it's a little bit of column A, column B, though. On the one hand, I will be kind of hyped that I was right, and I'll be like, yeah. On the other side, I do agree that I think it would make it a little cheaper. Uh, or it's it's the easy way out, because if you kill Cloud in this universe and not Aerith, but then you have the other Cloud, like, you know, it it, it does sort of make sense. Um, and it is, like, the easy choice there, because remember that that whole sequence was just, like, I, we need some emotional shock from the from the audience right who's like playing the game right so like when Aerith died it was like a big thing for everybody like everybody was like and and in fairness especially back then you did not see that coming like like Aerith just gets down to pray and like does her Mm -hmm. thing and um that fucking sword comes out of nowhere and skewers her and it's like like she like slumps too like it is like she gets rocked and you're like whoa like that is a choice like I did not see that coming at all right um, so I do think the only other character that you can pick that would have that level of, uh, 
buy like emotional buy-in would be cloud. I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, I'm sure Tifa would garner a similar response, but with people story would, implications, people would lose their mind and. But well, they would lose their mad. mind. But for but for the wrong, re- like the reason that would be stupid is because outside of being a cool martial arts fighter, Tifa offers nothing to that world. Like she uh, obviously is like she is. She is the most sexualized character in that game. R- so. But you know what I'm talking about. Like as far as like the ability to save the world, it's t- like <laughs> yes, she just punches people real good. Which don't get me wrong. I'm down <laughs> for punching people. You need, I, like, you, need a, you need a good puncher, a good a good people puncher. You, yeah, a good you, punch need, you need somebody who's able to give somebody that two piece combo, right? Like I get it. Like I'm not, I'm not fucking discounting that at all. All I'm saying is, is that if she gets dead, you're just like, why were you even down there in the first? Like, what are you doing? Like, what you you don't have any magic abilities to pray. You don't have any like what do you like that doesn't you shouldn't have been down there, right? Um. So, yeah, we'll see that. Um, uh, that that's that's is my guess. That's what I hope. Uh, so that's a really that's thing. a really really good guess because I don't. We've Thank talked you. about it in the past. Like I don't see anything else making sense. I don't see how it could go any other way. Um, yeah, I just you can't you can't do the old thing, and the dual having the dual timeline somebody alive in both just makes a lot of sense the minute they introduced these like this yep. multiverse. Exactly, and you'll have you'll have Zach protecting the one, you'll have Cloud protecting the other, and they'll be like, "Yeah, we're fucking bros," and it'll be this whole like, because Zach is just a goofy fucking dork like that. I'm sure it'll be exactly how it's gonna go. Um, that being said, if uh, if this game at the end sort of lets you choose protagonists to like in maybe in the third title or whatever, I'm playing as Zach the whole time because I Zach is such a He's just like better cloud. Like I don't know. I like Zach better than Cloud, but that who knows? That could be like a I, hot take. I still have a dark horse prediction um, of something different, which was they were talking about the other day. And said, "Don't worry, the end of these three games, it's still going to end and lead into Advent Children. So like, no matter what path we take to get there, like it's still going to lead right into that Good game movie. or that movie." Um, I still am having the dark horse prediction. We're gonna see a redo of that movie or a sequel, one of the two. I'm down for honestly, it. Honestly, honestly, just a remake of that movie. Like if you just did it with like current today CGI, I'd be kind of down. That being said, uh, if you look, if you go back and watch Advent Children, still it still kind of holds up. Still looks it good. still holds I, up. I read that art. I read that article the other day, and I was like, I actually think I have that somewhere. And I thought about going back to watch it. I hate how many copies of Advent Children I have, and I'm not willing to go farther than that on this podcast anyway um so the other thing that i played that you guys saw i don't know i think you might have missed the end of it alex but i know preston saw it but as uh hmm. i finished the separate ways dlc for resident evil yes. 4 uh remake so for those who don't know uh separate ways was a ps2 uh exclusive it was like a little thing that you unlocked um after beating the man main campaign um, of Resident Evil 4. Uh, it was basically just Ada's like POV during that time. In uh, this one, they switch it up a little bit by taking some of the bosses that were supposed to be in Resident Evil 4 Remake, where like Leon normally fought certain things. Um, everybody was like, what happened to that? Or why'd they take that out? It's because Ada is the one who killed it. So Ada now has like more of a reason to... This, this DLC has more of a reason to exist 
story-wise, right? Um, so I think uh, on GG, if you go on there, um, I believe uh, I, I gave it, uh, let's see... I give it a two point five um, out of out of five. Uh, if I was using like the full or like ten points, I think I would. I think I think I said something along the lines of like a six point eight or something um, around around there. Here's the thing. From a gameplay perspective, it fucking rules. It's so much fun to play. It's more Resident Evil Four remake, so it's it's super fun with Batman grapple. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the the best part about it is that um, Ada has a grapple gun, and so uh, she can rip shields off of like the shielded enemies. If people, if you stun somebody and they and they need to get uh, meleeed, no longer like with Leon, do you have to run up and and melee them like get in range. Ada will just like a little prompt will show up, and she'll just grapple over to them and then kick them in the fucking face. And you know, it you can get some really fun stuff there. That troll fight um, scene is dope with that grapple gun. Yeah, dude, like, she has really cool, like, like, uh, damage moves, like, when you have, like, the cinematic, like, parts of the, of the boss fights and stuff, um, so I really, from that perspective, I really like it. I am literally giving this that rating because Ada's voice actress is, or voice actor, is so fucking You thought Megan Fox in Mortal Kombat was bad, you have to deal with a whole game's worth of this one. It is either really worse bad. or just as bad as Peter Dinklage in Original Destiny. Like it bad, is the bad. most monotone, shitty delivery of just like, oh my god, please just let it end. Like you're, she's, and and the problem is, is that she is sandwiched between some of the best vocal performances in games probably ever. Like Leon is incredible. The voice actor who does the shopkeeper in Resident Evil 4 also not only is it like iconic, but it is also incredible in this remake. Like they mm. there's it's so goddamn good. And every single time Ada opens her mouth, you're just like Oh my god. And I'm and I'm sure I don't this is not like any disrespect. I'm sure this actor tried but like voice acting and acting are two completely different skill sets and this like it's it's not easy like i know people i'm sure that there's a lot of people who think like fucking voice acting must be an easy job you have absolutely no idea what you're talking about and this is like a case study on it because good god um but yeah so that is that it's it literally it's so bad that it just makes the experience around it not fun like or worse i should say not not fun but it, it is worse um and then the only other game that i've played uh I, I have not those are two that i beat i have not beaten this next one um but i was dipping into my backlog and I am uh, playing a game called Paradise Killer. Yeah. So this is a game that I got um, as a gift uh, for my birthday, I think, like a couple years ago. Um, but uh, so it is, it's sort of like um, Danganronpa, like in the, it's like, it's like a murder mystery game and you're just sort of. All, it's you're just like talking to people. There's no like combat or anything like that. You're just like walking around, 
finding stuff out in the world, and then talking to people, gathering evidence, and then I assume uh, you will present said evidence and and you know decide who done it essentially. Um, but I did not like Danganronpa purely because um, like fan service and things of that nature have an anti effect on me where like especially especially when I think the characters are probably far too young to be in a predicament like that um, but uh, Danganronpa is like full of it like the, the game is um, unbelievably uh, horny and so uh, I it just never was for me um, I maybe made it like two hours into that first game and I was like fuck this I don't it's just irritating to me. However, that is not the case in Paradise Killer, and um, I uh, have I've been actually really enjoying it. So it's like the first one of these kind of games that I've actually really gotten into. Um, so the, I guess the main gist is like there's this place called Paradise Island that is like every so often. It's like the, these people called the syndicate who are basically like these like stewards of a world, like this island, and it's basically like it's all Paradise Island, and it'll have like a number, so like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and all the way up to 25 um, is the next one that's supposed to be happening, or the, I think it's the one you're on. Um, and the syndicate is the only thing that transfers from island to island, so something bad will inevitably happen on one of these islands, and basically they're just like, alright, uh, it's all fucked, so kill everybody, uh, blow up the island, and then we'll start again, we'll build one from scratch, we'll put new people on it, and, you know, good to go. Um, and this sort of thing happens over and over and over again, because through various, like, hygiene, something always, like, in this particular case, it was like a one of the citizens ended up communing with demons and, like, opening a portal to hell. And it was, like, this... created this dead zone as, in the as city. As ones this, want to do. As one does, yeah. You know, when you're just walking around, you find the Necronomicon, and boom, that's what happens. Um, so, uh, but somewhere in there, a bunch of these syndicate members who are in charge of, like, basically creating the next... Like, trying to make the perfect place of existence um are uh they're murdered uh and you are brought out of exile as one of you used to be a syndicate member who was like um you would investigate crimes and stuff like on these different islands but then you got taken advantage of by some god and almost brought about the destruction of something and so they were like okay like it wasn't necessarily your fault but it's also kind of your fault so like your punishment isn't death but it's just exile like you'll just like you're just gonna be basically all like in jail essentially but you just can't do anything you'll just like live in this little penthouse and, eat, and that's that's your your problem like you won't get to talk to anybody for and i think she i think when the game starts the investigation or the investigator that you play as her she's been in exile for like 3,000 years or something like that. Um, so, but yeah, so that's what it kicks off on. Obviously, I don't, I'm not, I, not only do I not know much more than that right now, but also it's still, I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, but that's basically the, the gist. So if that sounds cool to you, you should totally check it out. Um, 
so far, I really, really dig it. The story's super interesting. A lot of the characters are, like, very uh, unique. Like, every character is, like, extremely different from each other, and all of their art is incredible. The main thing about this game, though, that is, like, an absolute runaway 10 out of 10 uh, as far as this particular part of the game is concerned is, goddamn this soundtrack. Preston, when you go to edit this, uh, just do yourself a favor and look up Paradise Killer soundtrack. Okay. You specifically will love it immediately. Okay. Um, it is a very jazzy funk soundtrack. Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, dude. I've been sitting here listening to it like, when I'm playing the game, and there's times where you're just like, I'm just going to sit on the screen for a little bit and and like just vibe for a second like yeah. it's, it's very good my main complaint with it so far that I wish it, and who knows I might feel differently about it when, when I finish but um, I the world is too big like your only mode of transportation outside of fast travel um, which takes a currency to unlock is um in in game current, not like you know, like you can buy, like yeah. like you find, like you collect, right? Like it's like coins you pick up on the ground, basically. They're like called like blood crystals or something. But um, you like just walk, and sometimes like the walk is like it's far. Like you are walking. Like I have spent more time walking than I have like interrogating people, like getting from person to person, and I'm like, bro, let's just let me. I, I mean, maybe this. You know, people would have found this lazy. I say remove that whole fucking fast travel system, remove all this shit, and maybe have like some little sections where I can like look out and see what the island looks like, like from a 3D perspective, right? But otherwise, just give me a list and be like, do you want to travel to this district to talk to this person? Be like, yes, click, and then talk and then be like, okay, go to this now and go to this part of the island. Like, just a list would have been much better, in my opinion, because I think some of the things that you have to find um, to, like, find out, like, certain bits of evidence or, like, little collectibles here and there, like, require, like, some platforming. Like, you have to jump and, like, like do your... But it's so clunky and, like clearly not what the focus of that game was that it just ends up getting in the way of the things where i'm just like god damn it like i just don't i let me get this thing so i can move on and talk to people i don't i don't care about any of this um but that, again very minor nitpick into a thing that i'm generally like i think it's very good um so i'm trying to think oh the only last thing i have is update is i'm pissed that i'm missing it because it's live right now um but Final Fantasy 14 6.5, the final patch before uh, Dawnbringer hit. Um, I see Alex getting ready to update his client in the background, I think. <laughs> um, Don't you but, worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so but I'm pissed. I'm going to hopefully get to that on Thursday when I'm home. Um, I'm super busy this week and, and a little neck. Uh, I travel next week, so I might be able to play. I'm super busy this week, so don't worry about me playing without you. It's probably not going to happen. That's fine. Um, but, so I uh, was able to get some time in uh, last week and this weekend. Um, 
and I finished all the rewards on the PvP Battle Pass, so I'm very stoked about that. And I got uh, some really dope fucking mounts from the event that were event-specific, so also very, very happy about that. Yeah. Especially one of them being the really fucking annoying uh, Tyrannosaurus mount that now I don't have to grind, because I got it through this event, so hell yeah. Um... And with that, I think that's it. I think I'm done. Okay. Is that event over? I didn't even look. I saw that thing coming. Oh up yeah, dude! It lasted. You, it it was fucked guys, up too. You guys know from work, like I have not had the time to get on. Um, what's funny is is that event like too like I was mad at first because like God damn it, dude! Like I don't really have that much. Like I just. Oh, I, you know, I don't have the time, I have all these other stuff going on, blah, 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 and then I was like, this event ran from, like, the beginning of August all the way till now, and I was like, alright, <laughs> they gave us a lot of time, like, I, let me just get on and fucking do this thing, like, so I got the mounts that I wanted, I got the PvP rewards done, so I'm, I'm feeling nice. good. You know me, I, uh, my mounts, I'm going for a few particular ones right now through the trials, but I'm not big into mounts. My weird thing, and I think it happened organically just from what I started collecting, but just minions. Like, I just got super yeah. lucky on minion drops, and I've gotten so many that, like, that's what I collect. But you've already ones. sold one of the, like, the, some of the crazier ones that you've gotten, and it just yeah. makes me wish that you would have kept them just for the flex, but... Yeah, I agree, but I think our opinion will be different when we have house, when we have a house. True, true. So... <laughs> Sometimes you have to make sacrifices for the greater family, Christian. <laughs> I, hey, look, I get it, man. I've been, I was trying, in my spare time, I was trying to run treasure dungeons, but uh, nobody was fucking running them. So, Dude, because fucking barely go... anybody was on. And now I'm sure 6.5 will have a mad amount of people yeah. going on because of the new raid and everything. But I did, I did a treasure dungeon without you one day, like months ago. Um, I just happened to be on. I saw somebody pop up and I was like, you know what? Why not? And... We all had, like, three st three uh, treasure maps and all that, and we were out of there in 30 minutes. I don't think we got but, like, two portals the whole time. And I was like, yep. video, come on, video game. Like, Yoshi P giveth this? and Yoshi P taketh away. <laughs> all right, you just want to go with your week, Cox? Uh, sure. So I have played Baldur's Gate. I am just fully vested into that game and trying to get to the end of it. Because it's one of those things where it's like every time I think I'm getting close to the end, I just get another quest step of something, and I'm just like, okay, this is my life now. Side quests forever. Um, I still enjoy it. Like, I still love it. So there's... I, I'm not, I'm not yeah. hating on this game at all. Like, I'm still fully vested and bought in, so I'm enjoying my time with it. But beyond that... Um, I played the game we're going to talk about today, the one we finished, and I played uh, actual Dungeons and Dragons with us last week, and that yeah. that's that's all I've done. Tariq? That's okay. all I've played. All right. So, quick and easy. Yeah. I have a lot, like a lot, a lot, so I'll try to be not too slow with it. I'll try to be quick. Um, so, we finished, I finished, Jedi Outcast. Um I streamed for another 45 minutes. Guess what? Wasn't streaming, was recording. So I got to do the second to the last mission all over again and get up to the final boss, which is the last mission. This is fine. It wasn't that long. But I'm sitting here I'm like, fuck. I'm like, we got to do it. We're right here at the end. We got to start this shit all over again. I'm like, start stream. 
Hi, look, I know you see my save point right here. We're just gonna take it down one save spot, or we're gonna go right back to there. I'm just gonna pretend like I wasn't playing for the past 45 minutes. All right, let's do this. Um, so I was able to go through that section actually pretty quickly, which ended up being like 35 minutes for me just to go through those last two sections, because the last level is just the boss. Uh, so you face Jedi Tyrannosaurus. And um, once you kill Dasan, it's... Um, Jedi Tyrannosaurus. He's literally just like a, a bipedal, like, dinosaur man kind of deal. It's apparently Star Wars has dinosaur people. Who knows? I've never seen him in anything else but this game. Um, I mean, I don't know that this game's actually canon anymore, so... It's not. It's is very much know, not. But, you know, you never, <laughs> never, maybe Filoni will have, like, um, him pop up or have the... Uh, uh, Razor Crest show up at some point or another, which is his ship. Uh, who knows? He'll have a, a little, little tease, but yep, in my world is canon. Like, okay, well, get on, Flaney. Um, but yeah, no, I finished that. It was good. Um, I had a bunch of extra time left, so I'm like, you know what? Let's try the multiplayer. So, like, let's see if this has even survived. I'm like, I'm looking. I, I go to the servers. I'm like, okay, nothing's populated. I'm like, sounds about right. So, I go play a couple bot missions and just like fill the room up with bots. There's something very special about playing Capture the Flag with lightsabers and force powers. Like, it's just, it's really, really fun. They still put the guns in there so you can snipe somebody from far away if they got really good deflection powers. Because you can, like, choose, like, how, many, how much you want to level up and how much power people can have in the game, that kind of deal. And there's little p- pickups you can get to, like, give you, like, overpowers and stuff like that. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and then I went back to it and I hit the refresh button on the servers. And there are still servers there, but nobody's in them. So it's all, like, clan servers or whatever servers for someone role-playing or whatever. And I kept on trying to choose a couple of them, but it was usually a bot that was in there that said, like, it was the one player or something like that. I'm like, okay, all right. So I would it's, like it's, to it's imagine that you, were, that you were picking those servers and you just would have people, like, in their house. You know, they're, like, on their new computer and they're up and doing stuff, but they have, like, the old dusty one in the yeah, corner. And just all of a sudden, like, as soon as you log on, it just lights up and an alarm like, goes off. And they're like, oh, my. Like, what the somebody's, fuck like, trying to pick. <laughs> somebody's <laughs> playing this game? Um, yeah, no, it's it was it was a fun little, like, nostalgia hit because I was playing some of those levels I played, like, let's say way back in, like, Celebration 2 era. Uh, so it's, uh, it just felt so good to play go back and play some of those. And it's, it was a lot of fun. Um, so we beat that game. Game number one I beat. Game number two I beat. We beat Mortal Kombat 1. So we beat, got them done with the main story of Mortal Kombat 1. Um, we do still have some, like, it's like a, I forget what they call it, but it's essentially what you would do after you beat the game, which is kind of like this top-down, isometric, kind of like map, kind of like Mario style. You take your character along, it hits a little level dot, you do a fight there, you do go to the next one, it has, like, modifiers on there, crazy stuff can happen at any time. Um... And there's been some to where I'm like, I got pretty frustrated at, but I, I don't know if that's enough to keep me going with it. It's, it's fun. Like, if, if I want to play some more combat, it's better than just, like, I feel jumping into, like, ladder or just a tower or stuff like that. But it's it's where you go to get all the gear. So if you want to, like, start getting all the gear and make your characters look uh, crazy and fun, that's, that's where you go and you have a fun time with it. It's not bad. It's just, I, don't, I also think it's for me. And I don't think I'll buy the next season pass or whatever that they have it. Because all these seasons are based off of... Uh, a character. So this is like the season of fire. So it's based off Scorpion. Everyone's got Scorpion themed outfits and stuff like that. Um, so it's 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 not a bad game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the story is how is the bullshit how is crazy? The story? It, it's just as nutso as the last one. I mean, it's the only thing is that I'm not gonna go into super spoiler territory here. Um, but it's a Mortal Kombat game, so it's just nuts. Uh, but it. I, A, I had the game crash on me once, like, at the end, at the very, very end. So, like, it was, like, 
you at the very end. I'm not going to say what exactly is happening, but it says choose your fighter. So through Mortal Kombat stories, you they have the chapters based off the of characters, and you play those characters to kind of get the feel for Mortal Kombat and the different characters it has in it um, throughout the story. And then the last section is you get to choose whichever character you want out of the entire roster, and then you go and do the the final fight or whatever, and then that's, you get the end story for that character. Um, so that would like say, oh, this is what happens at the very end of the story, and it's, it's some crazy bullshit uh, like Mortal Kombat 11 and 10 had, uh, but it's 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 a fitting end. It wasn't a bad ending for the story. Um, we'll see how it goes because I think they left you a little uh, teaser for the DLC at the very end there. Um, but what I will say is that doing the tower for your for another character, like just the normal tower kind of gameplay, that also gives you a a story ending in itself. So um, I was playing, I think his name was Kenshi, um, and then it would show him, like, oh, he actually teamed up with Jax from this one dimension, and they became, like, dimensional time cops, and they're cool bros, and they're, like, both of them are standing there with, like, shades on and, like, a suit and stuff like that. I'm like, I kind of like this kind of like, little story ending, this little fun story ending, much more than I like the entire, like, cinematic version of it uh, they had in the main story mode, but it's, it was good. It was fun. Uh, Megan Fox talks twice. There's, like, two sentences. Both, both are very small and short. So it's it's not as egregious as when Christian is playing the uh, Resident Evil one, and it's the main character talking to you the entire time. Like I was worried that Megan Fox would talk way too much, and every time she would pop up like in the group of like enemies, I'm like, uh, they kept her silent. The, the people making this game knew, like, nah, we should just maybe not have her talk. But Megan Fox's agent is doing some type of work right now and wants to get her into like that demographic of uh, males because what she was doing the uh thing for what, diablo fucking thirsty neck beards yeah well she did like the, the thing for diablo and now she's doing the thing for Mortal combat i'm like she's she's, she's in diablo she's, she did like what was it alex we talked about like she like read she your obituary the, or something like that yeah like if you died poorly oh or something. right with hardcore yeah. mode that was bugged that blizzard fucked up yeah yeah, yeah. apparently they that game also started a new season and no one cares so yeah no, yep. no one gives a sh- big shit about that game it's they're eating that one pretty hard probably um no the real people who are eating it are us dummies who fucking paid for it yeah for sure um but uh the third game obviously is the one we have, we had played we played for the video game book club and then i beat i mean i beat their early access version of this game so i considered it beaten until they gave me the full version um, but X Zodiac. So, uh, Travis, friend of the podcast and nerds with mics, um, he gifted this one to me and I kind of just let it sit in the background. And one night hanging out with the dudes in discord and Christians there and stuff like that. I'm like, I just want to play something I'm like it's something small, like nothing to get into too hard. I'm like, let's just pull this up real quick. And it's a star Fox. Like it's sometimes a little too on the nose. Um, but it's, it was a lot of fun. It's a very interesting game. It's super duper. Like, it's like Star Fox for the Super Nintendo type of graphics. Like that vector graphics looking kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it was a lot of fun. They do a lot of uh, interesting things with that game. Uh, I don't think it's as good as Star Fox. And I think once Whisker Squadron comes out with like their actual campaign, I think that will probably be better. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, they. Uh, I was like sitting there going, man, this has been like in early access for quite a while. I'm like, yeah, sure, COVID happened, whatever. But... And it's been there kind of, there's no like real updates. And then like the last update was, yep, uh, switching over to Godot or G- Godot uh, because they were originally, Godot, yeah, yeah G- Godot because originally we're doing it on the Unity engine and now they're like, mm, nope, 
Now, now with that little controversy going on there about them getting charged for every download. So, like, yep, we, uh, we're, we're moving all the whole, entire game over to Godot. We, now, that that, now that that whole saga has ended, maybe we, should, we could do a side quest about that to be sure. like, what the fuck was Unity thinking? Because, um, yeah. man, what a choice. For sure. Uh, so I have a little bit of dabbles here. I'll be quick with them. Uh, Tidefall 2 servers came back online, so I played a little bit of that one night. That was fun. Tidefall 2, great fucking game. Uh, Still you, good? It, it, dude, did the whole parkour of that game. It's super buttery smooth. Brink wishes it was that kind of game. Like, that's that's what I, the kind of game I wanted I, Brink I, to be. I think Brink wishes a lot of things yeah, about itself, yeah. but yes, I, yeah. When you play Tidefall 2, it's like, hey, they did the parkour perfectly, like, and you just had made this garbage bullshit game. Uh, but no, Titanfall 2 is a bl- lovely game. Glad the servers come back on. There's a bunch of teases and newses and things happening that Titanfall fans are going crazy about. So They really believe a third game is coming. I don't know if they I'm They believe there yet, there's an announcement coming at the end of the month for a third game. So we'll see what happens. But I honestly, I I hope it's real. I, I, don't, I personally do not think that EA is going to do anything of the sort. Um, but I really really hope Give for Titanfall's sake that it's, that it's... You know they're going to shit in their cereal when they say they have Titans in fucking Apex Legends. Uh, I really think that... Oh, they're going to have one character that can call down a Titan that's the character's ultimate. That is 100% what it's going to be. Yeah. As much uh, as I would love a Titanfall 3, it's probably not going to happen. Yep. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just I, wait. I, we'll just wait. They'll, they'll announce a new Battlefield and they'll release it around the same time as Titanfall 3. That's when it'll happen. Yeah, I will see. I don't know. I hope hopefully they, they get their game, but I, yeah. I really don't think it's gonna happen. The e, I just like trying to think of it. It's like when did EA ever do right by fans of anything? The answer is never. Never. So yeah. no. don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, dabbled a little bit in the Starfield because I was waiting for the next game I'm about to talk about come in. And I'm like, I just I just want to play something. And, you know, I got Snap. New season happened. Great. Bloodstone's great. It's fine, but I wanted something more meaty to play. Uh, I. Picked back up Starfield for a little bit more, kind of continued on with those missions. Had a little bit of fun with it. I got into what Christian talked about, which is like this like tower temple thing that you find, which kind of gives you like the whole, hey, here's a big crazy shit going on with this game. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody right now, but it didn't do much for me. I got to Neon City after that. I'm like, this is Neon City? Seems pretty small. Seems pretty small. It's not near as cool as I thought it was going to be. And I'm watching all these streams for Cyberpunk, and I'm really like, I'd kind of rather play that instead kind of would so um like i said dab a little bit of that put it back on the shelf uh snap is happening with uh also bloodstone Uh, that's the new season so it's a spoopy season uh and then i for the last game i played and i'm really liking i'm playing armor core 6 and boy oh boy yeah yeah. preston is having a fucking time i'm living a dream out right now and i got my got my mech looking like a death side gundam he's looking fucking rad and I'm just, oh, oh, I'm just loving that fucking game. It, it, I knew it looked good. It looked fun. But I'm like, man, I've I played FromSoft games before. I don't do too well at those games. I get pretty frustrated and say, fuck this game and walk away from it. But you know, I game fly this one. I'm like, well, I'll give it, I'll give it a try because it looks really cool. And I really want to play this game. And I've gotten through a couple bosses now. When I played a FromSoft game... I, never, I felt like I was doing a little bit to the bosses, but I never felt I was doing well with the bosses. Now, like, second, third time, I'm getting them down to, like, a fifth to a, f- a third of their health kind of deal. Like, maybe even more. 
And it's like, it feels like I know what I need to do. I know I fucked up here. I know I should have dashed out this section. I got pinned in the corner by that dude. I, that, that girl, that girl pins me in the corner many times. It's because like, I'm trying to get up close and personal with it. And the camera is like auto locking with the targeting and I'm zip zooping, zooming around with my robot and it's like trying to go underneath them and the wall's coming back to me. So my camera's like doing like this whole thing. I'm like, God, I can't see where the fuck I am. And that's usually when I get like punished because she can take you down. Like there's one where she comes in with bullet rollers and it's going like, boom, like that. That's an immediate kill. Like no matter where my health is at, if I get a full brunt of that hit, I'm, I'm done. So like Christian's like watching me do this for a little bit and He's like, I gotta, I gotta go to bed. I'm like, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep on playing this one until I beat it. And I finally beat her. And I, I'm sitting there, I beat it. I'm like, cool. It's gonna fade to black and it's gonna do the whole end screen, mission complete screen. I'm texting Christian, like, yeah, we got him. He's like, yeah, let's go. And I look back up, I press the OK button. Nothing happens. I'm like, pressing all the buttons. Nothing's happening. Not leaving this OK, I, I collect your experience uh, screen. And like, all right, I have to, I have to shut the game down. And right, right before I was about to shut the game down, I was like, "Up, oh, air, you want to send this to PlayStation?" I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs> Started back up. Didn't count. So I had to go back in, beat her a th- second time. But to be fair, I I have been I've been fighting her for a while, so I kind of knew what I needed to do. I think it took me two more tries after that, and I just blew through the level to start off with. But yeah, two tries with that, and I I got through there. And I saw so you. you fit, it was like under ten tries for you, like oh, yeah. total. Yeah. So I, yeah. it's, it's I'm, I'm feeling it. This game, I'm feeling it. I, it and you can tell. Uh, I know we talked, and I, I know we talked about this the night, like last night, but it's, it is nothing like a Souls game. It's not. Like it is. It, yeah. The only thing that's even close to it is the fact that you may try a boss a handful of times, but that's almost every video game ever. Like yes, it, exactly. Yeah. It, so it's. You're, you're learning the pattern. You're seeing what attacks they can do. You're learning how to not get hit by those fucking attacks. And you're learning, I mean, mm-hmm. with this one, even like, I maybe Souls is different, but, like, from what I've seen, like, with at least Elden Ring, like, there's no, like, weak points usually on a boss, right? There's no, like, glowing spots on them. Is that correct? Yeah. Not usually. Not usually. Okay. So, yeah. it's This one seems to have a lot more a weak spot or at least, like, a weakness of some sort to where if yeah. you figure that out... It'll feel really good. You'll feel like a badass dude in the mech. That is just and there's destroyed. a lot of damage. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like the one before that, that, I know I know you've seen Alex is the guy who like Both is in that like yeah it's the one I said that looks like a gun ho gun. He has like the whole he just shoots all his missiles out. Like him, I was able mm-hmm. to defeat pretty well because like even while you're playing, it says like oh this guy's got a plasma shield and like fuck I didn't bring a plasma shield so I even got him down pretty low and then I died. I'm like okay well we can change the nice thing is like it the checkpoints right before the boss. And you can change your weapons out and assemble your whole, like you change your whole body and like mech out right before yeah, that checkpoint. Yeah, in the start menu. So it's like fucking cool, awesome. The only thing you can't do is like buy stuff from the shop. So, um, so what I did was is I got that little plasma gun that I needed, and then I just had the rest of the other stuff that I had with me. And it, you melt that shield away really quickly, and as long as he doesn't come out with his fire sword, bet I, I destroyed him. Same that's, thing with uh, that's kind of why that's kind of why I ended up not deciding not to play that game. Uh, I was a little iffy on the mechs, but everything looked gorgeous. But then I was, like, seeing people we play hate you it. for that. I pulled up some streamers. <laughs> what? I, this is the one time, like, I wish we did see Christian's face. As soon as you're like, you're like I don't really like the mechs, but everything else is gorgeous. Christian's like, Wah! Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just not my thing, right? So, but, like, I, I looked at, like, streamers, and, and people even said, but they're like, so much of the time that you spend in that game is, like, picking out the right like everything from like yeah. treads. Do you want to jump better? Like, like, do you I was like, 
I was yeah. like, that just, I can't. I was like, that's not for me. Not I for think, me. I'll watch it. Yeah, it watch would, that would it. usually push me away too, but there's not as many options as you probably are worried about. Because when I got in there, I'm like, okay, there's, there's, there's a slight variations too, but like, m- there's mainly just like three to four different types of legs. You got the, you got, you got, you got your normal legs, you got your inverted knee legs, which are more jumpy boys. You got your quad legs and you got your tank legs. That's the only ones. You got small variations of that. It, what, what looks cooler, what has a little bit difference. It's not going to really too matter too mm-hmm. much. But like weapons, you got your lasers, you got your explosions, you got your kinetic, and you got your plasma. Uh, I can't think of anything else outside of that, but you have different variations of those. Whether yeah. it's missile, like, so it's, yeah. you're just choosing that and your flavor on top of that, what you would prefer. Do you prefer a pistol? Do you prefer a rifle? Do you prefer a Gatling gun? Um, things like that. So it's, it's it's been a lot of fun. Like I said, I, I built my death side. I, I made I, at first it was like I made this like purple and blue mech, and then I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just not feeling the vibe of this mech in this world and scenario. I'm like, okay, let, let's dial it back a little bit. I'm like, death side Gundam is my favorite Gundam. I'm like, let's let's see how let's see how accurate we can get. And the way you're like you're choosing color palettes and stuff, like it's it's very close, and I can put little uh, decals on it so. He like the death side has like two like yellow things like right here. So I'm like, okay, we're just gonna do two decals right there and there, and it looks fucking rad. I think I look cool as hell. But uh, yeah, it's it's I, I'm enjoying that game quite a bit. It's very anime. It's very mech. It's it's very very good. Uh, so I, nice. I, I love that game. Um, lastly, uh, I won't go too much on it, but I did see a movie. Uh, I dragged Christian out to the theaters, and we saw the creator. Uh, oh yeah, I hear that. I hear that movie is. Absolutely gorgeous. It is phenomenal looking. So this is Gareth Edwards. Uh, You know him from Mm -hmm. the new Godzilla movie and Rogue One. So it's Mm -hmm. when you see the trailer, like okay, this like just screams at you, Rogue One. Like even like the uh, I forget what they call it, but like the orbital missile launcher thing that they have hunting down AI uh, people. It um, that thing looked exactly like the thing above Scarif, like that whole like shield kind of array type of deal. So it's it's there's a lot of things that he like pulled from. But it Maybe. acts like Godzilla. Yeah, but it acts like Godzilla. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it's a good movie. It can be a little depressing because, like, A, you see, like, the obvious nightmare of what AI could be later on, li- later on down the road uh, for us. And then you also see, like, just how horrible and just disgusting, like, the U.S. government can be when it comes to things like this. And it's just, like, you're like, oh, my God, you are just the worst the absolute worst, like, and there's still, like, the whole, like, there's no real heroes, there's no real, like, I mean, like, like, each, both sides are kind of still shitty, um, but it, yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's really good, like, the whole world building of it, it's, it's a fantastic sci-fi show that's not going to be based off of already known intellectual property, so it's, it's nice to kind of have that fresh, uh, kind of story kind of be brought to you, but it's, it's done in a very, like, Japanese film Akira Kurosawa-esque to where there's chapters and it'll fade to black and it'll show like the creator, the child, the mother kind of thing to, in, in between to kind of negate the chapter or to tell you what the chapters are. And it's, it was a really good movie. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah. A good two hours, like a little bit over two hours. And it's, does, it's very well, mm-hmm. very well done. Yeah. I, I loved the, the, the formatting, the way that it was shown, like was really good. I liked that it, it just wastes no time. Like it, it, no, it is. Yeah, it, it goes it to those goes. chapters and just like it lets it go. It's really it's it's good that way. And then, yeah. yeah, to to Preston's point, it is fucking depressing. Like it is like one. I mean, like you guys know what I do for a living, but it's like so I already hear about AI enough in my fucking daily life to then like when I see a movie that's like 
here's some horror film shit that can happen with it. It's like, bro, I don't. Like, one of the things is like, and it's very early on in the movie, so it's not, and I'm sure it's in the trailer, but it's like, people, if they're short on money, um, can sell their likeness to these companies to allow them to put the skin on some of these robots to, uh, they're called simulants. Um, you but then, you like, donate the, your likeness is what you're doing. Yeah, the slur for them is called Sims. Um, but uh, <laughs> they, like you can sell basically your likeness so that they have like a human face to, to put on it. And um, ugh, that is uh, nightmare fuel. Yeah. The idea People you of, know maybe walking around, it's not actually them, it's actually AI uh, with the skin of their face because they like, have the like, whole, like imagine, that's all robotic back here yeah like imagine like you know somebody that you know that has like passed away like either like a family member or like a friend or whatever but before they went they sold their likeness so you're just walking around and there's like 10 of them standing in a row like just like doing robot shit and you're just like yep hate this hate hate yep. this yeah. like that um but yeah, it was it was a good movie. It's also I am thinking I was thinking about this, and it's because the only time that I ever go to movie theaters is when Preston wants to go to one, <laughs> yeah. um, and so it this is the first non Marvel movie that I have seen in a theater since Baby Driver. Jesus, that's a while. Good. What was that like? Twenty fifteen. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Yeah. Almost, almost a decade since you've seen nothing but Marvel movies in the theater. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the others. If I, if I uh, drag 20, you 2017. It was 2017. That's no, way too you, long. It's, it's way... Uh, first of all, uh, no. I, if, if I could have went longer without see, going to a theater, I would have went longer. Because um, even there was a moment where Preston joked we're sitting in there and they're like talking about like, it was like the IMAX screen or whatever. And they're like... You're seeing movies the way they were meant to be seen. And Preston we're both goes, like, fuck that. Preston goes, fuck that. The way they're meant to be seen is on my couch in my living room. Yeah, like the future of watching movies. I'm like, yeah, the future of watching movies is me staying at home, you fucking garbage. Yeah, it's, yeah. 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 I mean, but they they, they didn't do the, uh, they didn't do the whole thank thing they you. did before Dungeons and Dragons, right? Where they are like, thank you. You're no, the well, God. they had, uh, what's her, what's her name? Um, God damn Nicole it. Nicole Kidman, did you go to an AMC? She went to Nicole yes. Kidman walking up the stairs. She did that, yeah. So yeah. she was still there, yeah. Yeah. It was the only IMAX in town. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to go see it, I would like to see it in IMAX because it's done in IMAX. So, like, let's go see that. And I watched it. I'm like, it wasn't even nice, like, recliner seats. It was just normal No, dude, it was seats. such a shitty theater. It was a mall Yeah, like a fold-down seat. I'm like, like, oh, my God. I'm like, okay, well, we're not doing IMAX anymore. That's fine. If we need to, we'll go to Alamo Draft House <laughs> in Chicago. What I got mad about was I was like uh when i drove by when i was driving home i saw that the avalon the theater that we that you and i like going to it was showing the creator and i was like was man fuck yeah because i went to the website and it wasn't showing me that it was showing me all the fucking like old movies they're playing it wasn't showing me that because i would have definitely just gone to avalon at that point yeah yeah all right well I'll, I'll make sure to check that again next time we go see a movie sorry right. <laughs> um but yeah that's it that's that's my week all right well you know what time is it is it's it's you sir that video game book club, the finale part two of Gris. Greece. Greece, yes, Greece. Fuck. <laughs> I, I messed it up once, and then now I cannot stop yeah. saying Gris. It's Greece. Sure. So everybody knows it's Greece. I, I like the little accent. 
you threw onto it. The Greece. Just for fun there a second ago. I've been doing yeah. a lot of Duolingo, man. Uh, it's they have me doing the speaky part, so I, I've been I've been doing the accent with it because it just so pops up there. Answer easier. me something really quick on Duolingo. Um, so Christian probably knows by now, and Allie definitely knows. She's doing Japanese as well. That like, man, your progress at one point, two points actually just stops as they're like, hey, learn all of these letters. I assume that's not the same for you doing Spanish because like it's just English, English letters, yeah, yeah. right? No, it's not, and it's it's very frustrating. Yeah, Allie was yeah, like, do "How letters. long am I going to be stuck on these?" And I go, "Well, I was doing like seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen a day when I was doing it because it was just like the way work fell." It's like for you, weeks. You're going to be stuck on those letters for weeks. So have fun. I've it's I've been a lot longer. I've been doing. I usually do one a day. Sometimes I'll miss one, but I usually even, do one a day. Even like they have the accents over the e's and stuff like that, like. If you misspell it on there, like, oh hey, by the way, just remember those, but you still got it right. Yeah, but but like it's but you're still writing in English. Like, there is no writing in yeah, English and Japanese, no, exactly, right? Yeah. Like everything is a new character. Mm-hmm. So I just wondered because, like, dude, it slows no letters your progress whatsoever down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, going on to part two of Greece, the finale. Um, we start off in blue. Uh, is the level that we start off at. Uh, it starts raining. Uh, this is more of like a water type of level. Uh, we slowly start getting a little bit of water puzzle designs. Very cave-like. Gets a little dark in here. Uh, this is obviously covering depression. Uh, so blue has that kind of sad kind of connotation to it. It's not just a Leanne Rhyme song. It, 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 it Blue is for that emotion, all right? Um, it, but it's gorgeous. It's down there. It's like the, the mushrooms that are in there, like they have, like they're all dark, but like the bottom part glows on it. When you hit them, they kind of do a little skirt, like twirl on there. It looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to the ice section where there's ice puzzles. That took me a hot second to figure out what exactly I'm doing there. Cause I totally forgot about the entire ice section. So I get there and it like freezes you for a second. And I'm noticing Grace, like her, she like does the whole, like, um, sub-zero clone move to where like it just leaves a clone ice version of herself there and then finally i figure out oh going to black form you have a block to step on now and sometimes you're timing those a certain way um but all looks very very beautiful um and then at towards the end of that is when we get the f- i it's just your swim power but you don't it doesn't really just that you swim because you turn into something a little bit different. Like, your dress like, comes up to, like, the top of your head. And you look more like a manta ray kind of thing, I think, when I'm, like, playing it. Uh, so, I guess yeah. I, I call it the fish power. But it's the <laughs> mobility you have when you hit the water is like, really nice. Like, it's very fast. Like, you control, like, if you go to the other side and you hit, like, your little jump button, it kind of boosts you. And so, like, you're driving, uh, just doing diagonals and stuff like that. It feels very, very fluid. Um, and there is... The spot in that you're going in there to get all of your stars, uh, once you fill up that stars, um, it unlocks, like, this little turtle guy. You get, like, a little pot that has all the stars on it, and then when you fill up all the stars, little pieces of the turtle man comes out of there, and it's turtle power time, and he starts going down to kind of let you go further into the level. Because if, I don't know if you guys tried, but if you try to go down in there without the turtle, it just pushes you back up. It says, nah, fam, go back up. And it will keep you from going all the way down there. So, um, once you get that going, it you pushes you down, uh, you get through the turtle and then you've got a bunch more of these like water slash ice sections and you still have uh, some of those platforms that will disappear and come back. Not very often, 
because what this one does more of now is they don't show you the platform, but there's rainwater dropping on it, so you do see the platform there you can jump on as well. Um, but before I get towards the end of that section, um, how do you guys feel so far about the beginning of the blue level? So I love the blue level more than the green. I liked the puzzles. Yes. Um, I really liked what they did with the swim power. So like they, it's the first time we really see some variation in the puzzles. So like you're not just swimming, you're not just jumping, like you, you use your swim power to shoot you up through the water and there's like a floating bit of water that you go into and then you have to like shoot at an angle. So I love the it's variation. It's like weird like gravity reversal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I thought it was very well done. Um, not to mention the music was fantastic. And then what you'll get to My in, favorite in a music. minute, when the cinematics cut in, I thought they were great too. But one of my favorite parts about the entire level is the little attention to detail because there's so much falling water and waterfalls and stuff. Um, when you're out in the air, you hear it. And when you hit the water, yeah, it, muffles, it does actually yeah. cool so well underwater done sound. sound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... This was my favorite area of the game. I like it even more than the last area Same. that was that we're mm. gonna come up to next. But yeah, I really, really dug it. It, it. So my only problem was like so, and a lot of this I have to chalk up to it was fucking four in the morning and I was on an airplane. Fair, uh, but it took me a little bit to remember where to go, like to get to this yep. zone. And so, dude, I'm like walking around and I'm like trying to like. I'm like, does it want me to go this way? And then I like climb up all the way to the top and I click like onto the roof mm -hmm. and there's like nothing there, but it was like letting me go up to the roof for some reason. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, where am I supposed to go? Like, I was like, I don't understand this. I'm not like, I was like, I would be so mad if like this plane lands and I haven't finished this game right. because I, I'm stupid and I can't figure out where to go. But then I figured it out and it was fine. But, um, it was, uh, yeah, this, this area was my absolute favorite. I think the music was the best. I think the area design was the best. The puzzles were actually, like, fun. The only... The ice puzzle took like me a, a minute in there. Which like, one? when you had to do the two... The, the ice puzzle, when you had to do, like, the two, like, oh, the levers weights. that were going up yeah, and down. Yeah, because you can't yeah, put both of them down the same. It's good. I'm like, yeah, like, the crystal, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that, that crystal part was fucking really cool. Um, yeah, I... Yes, it, this, this area was really, really fucking cool. Um... I'm trying to think if there's anything. Yeah, you're gonna I'll say, say the yeah. one. You're gonna say the one thing that that frustrated you. I think. Yeah, but that's more of a full game thing, so I'll save it. Okay. But yes. Okay. So, let's see here. So this also triggered my like my big fear of like empty open water. So there's one point <laughs> where you're coming down, and like there's little tiny fishies out here and there, little, little fishy fishies, and but one point when you're going down the very beginning. If you, you don't notice it, initially looking at it, but there's like a silhouette of this giant fucking fish in the background. And I didn't notice it for a second. And I noticed it, I'm like, ooh, ooh, Preston doesn't like that. You know what's funny like is that he's, he's just like a little triangle, so he's the same shape as all the other but fish. He's giant. And he's got some big dumb eye. And so all I thought of was, uh, I don't know if it's a really, really old meme from like early internet, but it's like uh, when somebody pulls like a dork fish out of the out of the water and he's like I'm a dork fish and all I imagine is this fucking thing in the background just being like I'm a dork fish that's what made me laugh oh, no. so we do a bunch of those puzzles um, we get the turtle time uh, which takes us down in and then that's where we start 
no, you take you go down to the turtle, and then you get to another section to where you find the statue. Um, I call it the booty statue because you go in through its booty. <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm like there's got to be a different way to go through here. I'm like, no, they they want they want you to enter in. It looks like one of those like anatomy things you see at the doctor's office. That's where it's like halfway cut off, and like the stairs are going up through. I'm not gonna yeah go too hard into it, but it's yeah it's you went to the booty of that statue. It's a booty statue. Um. And then that's where you can kind of finish up that one with the more puzzle solving and get, gathering more of those uh, stars, or I guess the fireflies, actually. Um, and that's when you go into the last section, which is um, acceptance. So I think I, I must have messed up my notes, but let's see here. The end of I this part. The end of this really part is where the eel... Scene. Is that the eel thing, yeah. or does that happen it's, later on the acceptance? That's it. It's where the eel is chasing you, and it's a pretty long section. It's really good because like you're trying to swim out of its mouth, and it's chomping, and it'll blow you further. And yeah. after so long of that is when the music really kicks in, and then the Ramps turtle up. comes up. And, yeah, and so goes, that that that, like, that got me loads it. That had a lot of emotional resonance to me because the music builds up. It's coming after you the entire time, and you're doing a lot this for kind of quite a while. It's not just like a short like little run through. It's mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of twists and turns. The thing splits off into like multiple pieces at one point, um, and it's just it's coming after coming after you. It's like it's doing the whole thing where like it's really suspending it for you, and you can't really die. You can get nipped, but you'll, you'll still get pushed out. Um, but at the very end, it's supposed to you're just right there. Like it's like you're just hanging out right in the mouth. And then the turtle comes through and busts through and kind of saves you, essentially, or saves you from yourself kind of deal, the darkness, and so, helps you out. Really quick before the turtle does that, there's a there's a brief moment in the middle of the chase where uh, you get away from the eel and you're like, you think everything's fine and like you're just sort of swimming by yourself for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, I'm going to attribute this to me. It was, I was very tired, but I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, cool, I got rid of the eel. I was like, so... This is how this is what my guess was, right? For for the um, uh, for how the story was gonna go, which was, I figured at that moment I was like, oh, okay, I got rid of the eel. I was like, so I'll probably swim up and then it'll finish the light bridge and then like I'll go and uh, climb up and then maybe like the bird will show back up and then something will happen and blah blah blah. That was my guess. So I was not expecting when the fucking eel like shoots out <laughs> that second uh, time from the side, dude. Yeah, bro, I'm sure the people <laughs> around me probably thought that I was like I had fallen asleep and like shook myself awake <laughs> because I literally jumped in my seat. Like yeah. I was because I I was like I was doing this thing like so my face was itching so I was just like holding the left analog stick to like move myself around. And I'm, like, rubbing my face to, like, itch my face. And then it happens, and I was, like, like literally jumped in my seat and grabbed the other part of the controller to, like, Dude, start pressing the dash button I again. verbally went, oh, like, when it happened. Because you do not expect that second eel scene to pop up. Like, you do not. Yeah, think it's it's, kinda, it comes out right up from the bottom. It's, so like, you're walking, doing a platforming kind of thing. You go down, and it's, like, poof, out I'm, like, ah, god, god damn. And then you do a little yeah. bit more of that running away scene. But, yeah, it's, it gets you. They did a yeah, good job. Got, they, yeah, they, they I definitely job. got, I, I got got. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got got. So the last section of this will be um, the yellow section. Uh, this will be for acceptance. A gorgeous opening. Like the whole, like you're on the statue, the big giant moon's right behind you. Mm. Like it just looks fucking phenomenal. Um, so this one has a little more of some light puzzles. Um, and 
you're illuminating some things as far as getting close to them. So you illuminate like some trees uh, or a tree that will kind of help show you where you need to go. And then later on, you'll start noticing there's a little firefly who will kind of walk with you and kind of illuminate parts of the map that aren't there until they're lit up. So it's not just that it's dark. It's that these sections don't show until you have some yellow light around them. So like some stairs will be there if the little guy is following you around. Or if you go where the... Uh, tree is that it'll kind of brighten up the area and it'll show you oh here's this whole entire staircase uh, so when you walk away from it it slowly fades and then you want to make sure you get up to the top before it fades because then you'll just fall down fall through it all mm-hmm. uh, so you're doing all those puzzles um, this is probably I mean I like the look of the blue section but this is where it's the most gorgeous I think because of the fact you're getting all the colors now and then as you kind of go through this small little main section, uh, you are filling up and you're getting a bunch of the stars to kind of get up to the top section uh, where you go up there and you gain your voice back. So now you can do the singing. Now you can use the little B button to sing and you're, it's very flower-esque as they love the game journey. I'm sure they kind of took some, uh, took some ideas from flower as well as far as like you do the little song and the guy does a little expanse of the circle and then some like flowers brings life to, back. Yeah, it brings yeah. life back to it. So like all these flowers are blooming and some of those flowers have little butterflies inside of them that you can kind of use to shoot yourself up. And this is where we get into like the super, I think probably the most complex puzzles we have in the game uh, to where it's, the game does a thing of, okay, we got water on the bottom and we also have a kind of suspended water at the top that you kind of mess around with. But also there's this middle divider in this, sec- in this area to where gravity will change too. So now you're walking on ceilings and everything's upside down. Uh, so that's it can be very disorientating like I have to be very careful with how you're doing some of that platforming in there because I will mess up I will not jump uh, high enough or I'll miss a ledge something like that because it just it just messes with you just a little bit just enough to kind of like you can have to do that whole section again usually they give you some point of like start off point where if you fall down you're not pushed back too far Um, but I think this is probably the most punishing the game probably got for me as far as, like, I mess this section up, I have to go back down, jump over here, jump into this water tree thing, get shot up, hit the gravity things where it hits me up in that section of water, fly over here, and just, it's a whole to-do. And there are some sections to where, I mean, because there's the whole, like, a temple underwater, essentially. Kind of same kind of same structures you've been seeing the entire game. But some of them are gated off, and they look the same color as everything else. Like, they're not, like, grayed out. They're not, like, lighter colored, so you know... But some of those you can go through, some of those you can't. So, I mean, you might notice in the gameplay, but, like, think of my head as a tower. So I do, I'm do. i doing this a lot of times, going through the tower area just to kind of see if I can actually go Wait, through it. Are you talking about the mirrored tower part where, like, there's a tower above, but you were in the water below? There's that point, and there's also points to where, like, um, okay. like to get, like, a special one to where it's, like, there, yeah, there's a tower below, and then everything looks the same. But there's some sections you can go through to where you go behind those yeah. little pillars there's some well, sections to where you can't go through at all. In the one section that I can remember that I'm thinking of right now, it's mirrored, right? Like, there's one above yeah. and below. Uh-huh. But um, you just look at the top to see the different colored ones, and oh, that's how you know where to swim okay. on the so I didn't even know that. So I was just fucking like, bang, 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 bang. Because the thing is, they don't show you the top. Yeah. You, you yeah. go up to the top and look at the top, but as soon as you go to the bottom, it doesn't show you like the top anymore. Yeah. So I didn't notice that. So I'm just sitting there like, boing, boing, boing. I'm like, okay, this is how we go this one. <laughs> It took me a minute to figure that out as well, but once I figured it out, I was like, oh, okay. I did not know that was a trick. Good to know. (laughs) Um, Boing, 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 boing. (laughs) (laughs) 
So you get Why to is tell, this game so frustrating? Because I'm not paying attention. Amy. Um, I skipped the cutscene. I did not skip any cutscenes. <laughs> um, so you get this singing, you open the flowers. Also activates these like little orb sections, which are kind of like little power generators. So mm-hmm. um, you're kind of activating a few of those to kind of help you get around. Like one of them looks like a little robot spider. And then if you go to the far right or that. far left, it'll move you around a cool. little bit. Uh, section mm-hmm. where there's like little two little scarabs that are kind of like floating platforms that go up and down. And it's also like one of those like gravity sections. It's just they they went all out on the puzzles in this one because they knew it was going to be the last main level. They wanted to be a little more challenging um, and tossing gravity, tossing all those little kind of tricks into it. It's It was a lot of fun. Um, and the water, I just I can't say this again, but the water, the way how fast you can move and how fluid that feels is just they they nailed that like you can mess up swimming in a lot of different games but they they super nailed this one um so yeah it activates all the robots and then at the very end like you're kind of finishing it all up to get to the top and then you take all the stars because you finally now go back up to the main section um so where you're kind of throwing all those constellations after each level you're you finally have finished all this off and you can Go up there and uh, go to the very tippy top, which is kind of like where like the hand is at, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mr. Eelbird comes again, and this time, after like you're you're singing, you're bringing the statue back together that you saw at the very beginning of the game. Uh, but Mr. Eelbird comes back, and now he's just like filling up the level. It's just filling it up. It's consuming you while you're singing. And like it's like it's, it's like getting like, into your mouth. Yeah, it's like getting into your mouth. It does. The, yeah, it does that. The whole matrix, like when it has like that silver thing to Neo. Yeah, kind of same thing to where it kind of goes in. And right then, when it's all everything's black, statue sings too, which breaks the whole blackness apart. Which I thought was fucking phenomenal. It hits really hard. It hit well, just as well as the second time around. Um, and that's when both you and the statue are now singing together. Um, I'm sorry, I skipped the whole point to where right before that, like you fall down a little bit, and you're going through the water, coming back up, and you're you're jumping on all the pieces that the bird eel broke up, and then you're singing I, again on the hand to I bring it all together. That part. So all of a sudden, like where you're saying there, you thought you finished right? the game. Like, yeah, you think you finished the game, and all of a sudden it's like completely pale. There's no color from the world. Right, right after the eel Othello, thing took it all, brought yeah. all the color back. And I loved the platforming section, like, all the way back up to the little pieces, yeah. Uh, so that you and the statue are now singing as bringing color back into the world. Um, and after that, it's, like, this whole super sweet kind of moment to where, um, obviously, she's a very sad uh, little girl and goes up to there, and it's kind of that heartwarming moment to where, like, they kind of connect again. Uh, like they were at the very beginning of the game, and the, the statue's crying, the little girl's crying, I'm crying, I'm not crying, you're crying, kind of whole thing, the entire ending part of this. It, and I'm, I'm like, the whole thing is like, I probably should have played this yesterday, because like going into the podcast, I'm like, I, I went take took Ted for a walk real quick before I did the podcast, I'm like, this is a weird emotion to have, like as I'm like, walking my dog outside, like I, I'm a very emotional person right now for no, uh, for no good reason. People, are, people are looking at you walking Ted and you're like wiping tears away from your face and they're like, like what the fuck is this dude? What is this serial killer about to do to this poor little dog? No, it's, <laughs> it, yeah, it was, it's, it's a very, very good ending. Um, if you were to have gotten all of the uh, secret parts, uh, you get like an extra little scene. I think it happens here uh, to where so, it's, go ahead. I say, so this is the point. So I love this ending, by the way. Yes. Like, I think well. I, saying, what I, I kind of want to do like it, is, mm-hmm. I kind of like 
really quick before you go, I, I want to kind of go around, because I, I know there's, like, different ways that people interpret this ending. I kind of want to go around after you get done out and, like, let's all just say what we think the ending is, because I'm interested to see, like, what everybody... Well, so I guess that's kind of what I was going to say here. So, like, I love the ending because, as, as you said, Preston, like, you put the whole statue together and you come up, and I think the, the most touching part is the statue drops a tear. So the statue is massive, you're in its hand, it drops a tear, and then Grease walks over and, like, kisses the tear. Now, I guess I missed or just never paid attention to the fact that I... So I think I was right. I, I think I called last time that, like, in my interpretation, it's coming to terms of losing your mom, right? That was my guess. Um, and I think I'm right on that, but I don't think I realized the age that Greece was until I saw the end credit scene. And for the first time, like, if you, the special scene for getting everything, mm-hmm. and if you get that, um, that extra little scene gives you a close-up of Greece that you have not seen this entire game. And yeah, this she's a girl. Yeah, like I thought girl. she was a woman. No, she's a girl. I thought like, it was a I'm woman. thinking I'm thinking like sub 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like I no thought it was like girl lost her mom. It, but like I'm thinking like woman lost her mom just because like the character model or maybe teen like you can't really tell. And then I saw it was already sad. It was it was beautifully sad. Yes. But then I saw that in credit scene and it was like an even more dagger to the heart because it's like clearly, in my opinion, this young, young girl lost her young mother yes. like way too early. Mm-hmm. F and A. Yeah. Man. And yeah. that all the things that you're collecting, Oof. I mean, can we talk about that? Oof. You guys saw the scene. It, all the things we're collecting are fireflies from that scene. Uh-huh. So that, that yeah. was the whole point of like what like I thought we were stars, but no, they're, they're fireflies that are helping you out. And that's like being a part of your mom and like kind of reconnecting with that. Ugh. helping you to get through the grief and accepting it in the end. Um, and then just her being like, okay, here you are. I'm going to put you back over here and you're going to walk all the way up there and just accept it. Just you're done. You're done with the grief. But obviously you know, things will come back. There'll, there'll always be that bird eel somewhere down the line of your life that you're going to have to deal with that shit again. But now you know how to kind of deal with it. You're, you accepted it. It will always be there. It'll always be happening, but you, you'll be able to handle so, it so- a lot better. I the way I love that. Sorry, Christian. I was gonna say real quick to it. It always coming back. I loved that in this game that you never finished a section and it was done. Whether it was the color that would find its way from past levels yep. sprinkled into new levels, or even the the inky monster that would like show up in in different places. Like I I thought that was a nice touch because if you're really looking into the, the the messaging, if you're looking for some of that. It shows that, like, it's not this linear path. It's not, like, step one, two, three, four, five, and you're done. Like, you might be on step four, but you still have some of that, like, denial or anger popping back up into the world and the color. Like, it was so beautiful Mm -hmm. in how they did it. Go ahead, Christian. Yeah. So the way I I sort of interpreted the ending was, like, I definitely agree. It's definitely a mother-daughter situation. The -hmm. way that it sort of felt to me was that, like, Greece was trying to bring back her mom, like, in this world, right, like, like, was trying to bring back her mom, and, and it succeeds, but because of the, like, that darkness or whatever it is, like, as soon as the mom comes back, her last act is to, like, free Greece of that, of that issue, like, not only that, but, like, the world at large that you, that Greece finds herself in kind of thing, 
Um, and so it was like, the reason that it ended up being sad for me is because I was thinking about like spending all this time to wish that you had one more moment with somebody just for that knowing that that one more moment like that comes with that person would be like I still can't be like I can like I I can help you in this particular instance but now that I'm doing this this will actually be my last moment with you and like it's a little bit of closure but it's still sad because it happened Mm -hmm. and so that was the way that I took it and so I'm and again I don't know if that's true or if that's what they were going for but when I thought about that idea of like doing all this work to have that one more moment just to have it have to go away or, you know like or whatever it looks like right like i was like oh damn that is super sad um yeah i, I definitely echo everything you guys say it's it's very 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 good um mm-hmm. yeah the thing that i wanted to save well really crash is, is there anything else that people wanted to talk about with the ending before um yeah i'll just say oh go ahead okay. Preston. um i was gonna I was say, say this this is <laughs> you go i won't you do it no okay, i'll do it um i love the fact that like to, to me like again like a lot of this is going to be interpreted differently for different people um but the things that help her get through the grief um like everything is her like pushing against it all those stages of grief outside of acceptance are not accepting the fact that her mom is gone so but the things that are helping her push pack those past those stages are things that she has gained from her mother memories of that person. So the fireflies are helping her get to different stages. Um, the, the singing helps to bring life back to the world and helps kind of bring back the memory, the main, the strong memory that helped save her in the end. Um, it's all those about the memories. And I think that's a really good kind of point for grief is that the people are never like truly gone. Cause you'll still have those memories with you and you'll still have that to kind of like help you get past some stuff. So like if you're like, man, I really wish my dad was here for this. I'm like, no, your dad is here. All those memories and all those things and all that knowledge he gave you is what's going to help you get past that. Yeah, I. This is the last thing I'll say before like we you go, Christian, then we give our rating. But like playing this game, as soon as I finished it, I was like, this is one of those quintess- quintessential games that like for people that don't play video games should play this game, right? Because I think it's something that everyone in their life has experienced and everyone can get something out of. So my immediate thought was like, I'm going to go ahead and download this on the Steam Deck, which I actually think I did last time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and put it up on the Steam Deck and I'm going to let Allie like play it and and just tell her like, hey, go go experience this because it's easy to play. It's Mm -hmm. easy to follow. Um, But I think this thing was just a masterclass in showing how color and sound can completely change emotionally how you feel about something. Um, so I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was fantastic. Like I said, I will probably have Ali go through it. Um, cause yeah, I just, I thought it was one of those fantastic games for everybody to play. Even people are like, Oh, I don't know what video games play. I don't like video games. I've ever yeah. played them. Like this is one of those games you should try and see what that medium can be. Sure. So my only complaint about it is, and it's, it's not even, it is part of this game, but it's also, I think, uh, anything that finds itself trying to accomplish what Greece is going for as well, which is, and I, I, I know, I'm sure, I'm sure you have to have, like, some in there for this, but, like, I would have 
I think that if you're going to do a game like this, I think you should remove all collectibles from this game. Or, or, or any game like this. And what I'm... Now, what I mean by that, though, is, like, I think the story here is so good and the message that they're trying to do is really good that uh, having some... Having... I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. Having video game mechanics get in the way of me experiencing this story is the opposite of what I want. Sure. Like, because you can't I, break away from your gamer brain. We know we're constantly needing to be looking for the other stuff. And, yeah. and well, and not even just that, right? Like, so there's the. It's not the. It's not the missing the collectibles piece, right? Mm-hmm. So much like like oh god, I got one out of four. It's like. It's knowing that I am one. It's it's like okay, I am. I know I have the knowledge now that this is going to lead to an extra scene. So that's already like. Pick I think yeah. when you're, especially like, because when you are leaning more towards the like a very artful. Um, uh, like approach to this story right like you're trying to you're you are giving an experience to the player right like you are saying like i this is i have crafted this narrative and i it is the only thing that matters about this game like obviously you know the music the art and everything is absolutely gorgeous right but in at the core of it what this game wants to do is explain to you the their feelings on loss and what that looks like for them, like that whole process, right? So I think when you've decided that that's what your main objective in somebody to, to for somebody to experience your work, you should remove all barriers that do that, right? So like if you need to have achievements or collectibles or whatever as then like you just think that it would be a fun thing to do for people to like i would rather see that uh, me personally if i if i would have asked like either xbox or sony or steam or whoever been like hey i'm just not gonna do achievements is that cool like do you care like like because i think it undermines what you're trying to do when mm-hmm. like you have this like moment right and then even even the ones that are just as simple as like and I think this goes for like journey and other stuff too, right? Like I, I, I was thinking more on this as this as I finished this game. Whereas like if you have to have a cheap like maybe make them silent so they do, like maybe like think of a way to like so they don't pop up, right? You and then see like, at the end of the game what you got and then you're like, Oh, I can go back and do this kind of thing or I didn't get all these yeah, things or something at like the that. end like, of the game. You, but like having a moment like right, like think like when when you have the moment when you unlock um when when yellow comes back into the world right and it's like light and all this other stuff it even it just feels weird in that moment to have like a little thing that pops up with like a little sound and it's like yellow and you're like i don't even like i'm i kind of want to pretend like i'm like i'm just trying to experience this right now like i'm not i don't need to be reminded of the the gamification of it all because the story is so good that I don't need that. I, I'm not playing this for fucking achievement points. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. And so then, like, for the mementos, right, like, I would have much rather... 
I would have much rather those been, instead of hidden collectibles around the world, I would have rather those been things that you get at the end of each level that maybe in different sequences are the scene that plays out at the end, right? So, like, you're sitting there and you're like, oh, there's the scene of this little girl running and chasing some fireflies. And then there's the mm-hmm. scene of the the mother, like, touching her shoulders and all But you get them out of order, right? And so you're, like, trying to figure out what's going on. And then after you finish the game and the singing ha- and, you know, the statue goes away, what you're left with is, in that moment, Greece is then plays back all of those like those memories that she went through right like in the actual order so then you see it with like the mom touch the the fireflies and the whole thing like that i guess that's what i'm getting at is like i think when you've decided that what you want to deliver to players is an experience right i think remove all of the like that yeah. shit. Let, out the, of the, let game. the story stand without the. the game yeah, stuff. because you have, yeah. and like I don't even care if that makes it, because like I think there's some people who are like, well, if that's the case, then the fucking game will be like an hour and a half long, and I'm like, it's good, good, who cares? Like, yeah, I, like as long as like, I think if a game is gonna go for something that a movie would go for. Right, and it's gonna last for a typical movie runtime, which is rounded. Like, if you really think about it, yeah. if you cut out all of the if if you cut out all of the memento hopping, you're probably two, sitting two and a half. Yeah, exactly, and that is exactly what a movie is, right? Like, that's right, right about a movie's runtime. And so, like for me, I'm like, if that's what you want to go for, I'm a hundred percent. Like, I'm there, and I'm I because I think that. Even in those moments, there's a lot of things that only gaming can provide in that sort of interactive way, right? And Grease does a lot of cool shit with that. But it's like, if you remove that stuff out of it, to what you exactly what you said, Alec, let this like let that story breathe on its own and not have it be bogged like this thing of like looking around and being like, oh, this area is locked off that I tried to go get to. Like I shouldn't even my that should that thought shouldn't even be in my brain of like. Oh, I want to try to backtrack and like do, do I go the, left like, or do I go about, right? Like, I should just be able to go in one direction, not to worry if I missed a collectible back on the other side. Exactly. Yes. Like I just like I, I just want to experience this thing that that you, that you crafted, right? Because it's a very curated experience, right? And not to not and I'm not trying to say that like any games that have collectibles or achievements are like worse or bad stories because of that. I'm just saying that when you are going for something that is this meticulously crafted as far as what you're trying to get across to the player, like, if you are setting out... Mm-hmm. Right, like, for example, fucking Gears of War, right, does not set out to give the player some, <laughs> like, profound fucking, you know, like, uh, thought or take on a real-world event. I bet you Cliffy B... Highly oh, disagrees. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure, but but in practice, <laughs> especially with the other 300 people that made that game, like it makes sense that that collectible in that game is dog tags, right? Because you're soldiers that are like like so you're just running around looking for, and it's like oh I get it because you're, and they even justify it in that world. They're like oh look, it's you're just trying to help out the fallen soldiers by sending this shit back to their families or whatever. And you're like okay, whatever, don't care, but fine, thank you. And it's just like you know, extra reasons to go back and play through. But at the end of the day, you're just like no one really gives about shit about that stuff. Um, but it at least makes sense within that world. Whereas like, 
But when somebody is saying, like, hey, I have a interpretation of something, like, I, or I had something that happened to me or whatever, that I am trying to create a story around that I want other people to experience that I think, like, a great example is a game that we all know there was a, it was a few years back, but um, it won a shit ton of awards, but it was called That Dragon Cancer. Yeah. Do you guys remember mm-hmm. that game? It won like a bazillion awards, right, for being like one of the pinnacles in storytelling of game. Where it's just like because it, it's telling a a two parents worked on it. And it was a story of losing their child to cancer, right? Like it was like this whole. It's very very sad. It's fucking brutal, but like, and I don't think it does. So don't quote. But like, if that game had like a bunch of collectibles and shit that I was trying to run through while like a child is dying, if you're just like. This seems weird. I don't need to like mm-hmm. be getting like ratings at the end of a level that's like you got four out of five, and you're like, "There's a kid dying." That's why am I? What is this? What is happening here? Um. So I think that would be the one thing that I would change is like I wish the Mentos. I because I, I think that ending scene is very good, like the extra scene that you get if you collect them all. I would have just rather them break them up and be like. Once I get to the end of the level, I collect that memento, and then it plays like a snippet of that scene, and it's like weirdly out of order. Like when you so toss those to... stars up in the level, and it makes the part of that bridge like they give you like a flash of the memory or something like that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then like, and then all of a sudden, you know, at the end, it plays through, and you're like, oh fuck, that's what was happening. And like, I think it would make it hit that much harder, and it would, it would, it would let that story just sort of wash over you and there was there's no barriers right like i mean even even in journey's case right like the most that journey does with its collectibles about finding little pieces of the scarf is just allows you to jump longer but in general that game is that game like you will get the same experience out of journey playing it and running straight through that you would if you just spent like ran around and got all the little scarf pieces which again that's i'm fine if you really want to do but i just think when you're trying to give somebody that tailored of an experience, I just think it makes sense. Like, I, it was just something that I felt when I when I finished it. But um, that's why my second my, my playthrough, I knew that I was just gonna go. I'm like, I'm not gonna look for these. Like, if I stumble upon them, great. If I find a section, I'm all figure out the puzzle. But like, I'm not gonna sit here and go back and forth the size just to make sure. Yeah, I I think everything you had to say is a valid critique because uh, I agree. Like. At, in the beginning, there was that gamer brain of me that was like, okay, I need to look to see how many little things are over this icon before I go into it, and I need to pay attention. With that being said, though, I think partly due on timing on how much I left myself to play before we, we did it, I didn't find myself chasing those things in the final couple areas. Nope, and me either. I think the one thing this game did really well at is... Um, give you that open go right go left while making it very linear like you make it to one side and you go okay i've definitely made it to the end it's popped me back out in the center now go the other way i think they nailed that um i think your critiques are valid but i will say for me personally before i just give my rating i don't know that they hindered my rating because mentally i turned it off yeah. If I would have been focused I, on it, I think it'd be different, but I turned it off and skipped it. I did, and yeah, I, I think I was still high. I, I, I turned it off as well. Um, 
like yeah. I my my second I was done. It's just I was thinking about it as I was playing. Where like I'm that's going super through, valid. Like, I could like you. As you've I was actually playing, like made me rethink that yeah. now that you've said yeah. it. So. Like as I was, there was like the in the underwater section specifically because I loved being in that area so much mm-hmm. that I was like thinking to myself. There was like one section where I'm like, okay, is this the critical path? Because I don't want to go that way. Like I want to explore the other places first before I do that. And I was thinking to myself in my head. I shouldn't even, I don't even want to be having that thought. Yeah. Like, I just want, I should just be thinking, like, I know this is the way that I need to go. And so, give me, give me, give me this. Like, I want more of this. Like, give it to me, give it to me, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and I shouldn't even be wondering, like, okay, I want to save this for last. So I go do everything else first. Like, that's, it's just, I think it's at odds with what the, the actual point of making this game was right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's just where I came at. But, but I also, that there was right as I was, I maybe halfway through that swimming stage, or probably even before, um, I was like, fuck this. Like I, I, I'm, it doesn't, it doesn't bother doesn't me matter. at all. Like I just want to, I, I'm here for the, for the story. So I say Preston gives his rating last. That's typically what we do, right? Because it's your game. Um, I'm going to rate this out of 10 fireflies because I think it is uh, <laughs> I think it is proper for this one. Um, out of 10 fireflies, I've been going back and forth between two numbers, but I'm just going to give in. I'm going to go ahead and rate it a 10, honestly, for me personally, because I think the things they nailed outweigh the things they didn't. And though, as I just said, Christian, everything you said is like incredibly valid now that you think about it. I just, for me, I was totally in the moment while playing this game. I love the music so much that like after that first playthrough, it's on my computer and it's what I've been having playing in the background as I've been doing work all week. So like the music is great. Um, I think the gameplay was simple. As I mentioned before, like I finished it and I really like, I'm going to have Allie play it now. Like, I think it was mm-hmm. that good. Like people, I don't, I can't tell you the last time I was like, Hey, I finished this. Let me go toss to my wife and tell her to play it. Like I've never done that. Um, I think she would love it. And it made me, I mean, it just like you guys, like you feel something at the end of that. Oh yeah. Um, yep. Really well. Like it, I think I was going between like a nine or a 10. I was like, Oh, what really constitutes a 10? Like how perfect does the game have to be? But honestly, just my personal experience. Yeah. yeah, Like just my personal experience, I could probably nitpick it, but I, for me, I would rate this a solid 10. I think it was fantastic. Yeah. So for me, I, uh, the, I don't know what your second number, but I, so mine is, uh, I'm going to give it a nine, nine out of 10. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and again, and I, you know, for, like yeah, for anybody fun. who, yeah. yeah, for anybody who might be upset, like a nine is an incredible, especially <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you're using a full ten points. Like that is an incredible score when when five is average, especially. So, um, but yes, I, it was a great great game. I I thought it was super well done. Um, the music music is really good, and honestly. I know they said they were inspired by Journey, and I think this game came out potentially uh, a little bit before. Maybe it was in development around the same time, but I know, Preston, we talked about this before. I felt a lot closer to Ori in this game than I did in Journey. Sure. Once you get a little bit more of, like, the actual different types of abilities, that's when I felt more uh, Ori. I think Journey was more of in the aesthetic, 
And you can definitely tell, like, anytime you slide down something and it pans out yes. a little bit, that's them going, I like that Journey. I like Journey. <laughs> like, we, we got it. Yeah. You do that quite often, and it looks good every fucking time. Um, yeah. But that's pretty much the only part I would say is close to Journey outside of, like, minimalistic stuff. It's, it's aesthetic is all from that Journey idea. Like, the... And they the, said it, like, so. A, a lot of the musical cues reminded me a lot of Ori. Dude, like the water good, scene like, reminded me yeah. of... Actually, reminded me a lot of Donkey Kong's water music. Like, the whole, like, just sure. the wave felt through. Like, I was going through, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like man, like, I, I don't know if it's just me, but, like, I love underwater songs. Like, the, the theme songs for any underwater levels, that kind of, kind of stuff. Like, I love those songs. Those songs are always yeah. my favorite. They're very, like, like moody, very, very chill kind of thing. But, yeah, it's, it, was, it was fantastic. Real yeah, quick. does it? Uh, well, I, I give mine, I definitely give it a 10 out of 10. I give it 10 cube heads out of 10 cube heads. Um, <laughs> it, I, I brought this to the table because it's one of my all-time favorite games. It's, it's a game that I can literally say I can give to anyone, and I would recommend to anyone who wants to play a video game. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. if they're dealing with grief recently, maybe not exactly just jump to them like, oh, you're dealing with grief? <laughs> Someone you know died here, plays this game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like that. Um, but it's it's one of my top games of all time. Uh, it's definitely it, it hits everything it tries to do. It doesn't overstay its welcome, um, and it's definitely had me emotionally invested even for a second run through. So it's 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 a phenomenal game. Uh, I brought it to make up yep. for my Force Unleashed two. So. <laughs> Not now. Fair. Now we're well, that's just a, that's just, that's just a high bar because I'm gonna have to figure out something for Beyond Good and Evil. So that's not gonna go <laughs> well. But yeah, it's I, I love this game. Um, I would like to ask: Did anyone? We were talking about achievements earlier. Did anyone get the uh, "Don't Get Bit by the Eel" achievement? As far as I like, did. you missed you missed all of, like the nips. Yeah. No. Because uh, you, no, you, yeah, you, I mean, doesn't doesn't stop you in gameplay, but like you can get nipped by him or them. Um, but I yeah, must it, have. Once you get, once you get to the end, it's like it's like yeah. Don't get uh, whatever the fuck the name is gobbled by the eel or whatever it said. Um, yeah, it's, that's one of those humans I found that popped up. But yeah, it's a it's a great game. And yeah, that's that's it for Gris. All right. All right. Well, Greece. Christian, that that's over to you then. Yeah. What's, yeah. What's, yeah. What's this game. So as promised, we are uh, going to continue. Uh, with the Metro games. Um, So we are going to be checking out Metro Last Light, uh, Mm -hmm. the Redux version. So I think that came out in 2014. Um, Can I just say, I'm not actually looking forward to this because I feel like this one's going to somehow be scarier. I I doubt it, but hey, if that's... If that's what happens, that's what happens. You got to play it. That's the that's the book club. So, um, yeah, I, I so this is this is where my knowledge stops. So I have absolutely no idea about anything about this game. I'm very very excited because I've always wanted to play through this series, and I had said already that I'm going to use this book club to do that for a bunch of games that I may have missed or or something along those lines, or that I know that like you guys have missed or whatever. Um, but next, next thing we know for games that we've missed, Christian's going to be like, so this week is part one of uh, the Trails series. No, I would so. never do that. I would never do that. Um, Just wait for it. Yeah, part one I will, of 37. Yeah, fuck that. Um, that'll be, that's, it's a lot. Uh, but, um, yeah, so I, I have nothing, I know nothing about this game. I know that it is a lot of people's favorites. Okay. Out of the series. Um, 
so out of the whole series, this one usually is like the top for people. Is um, it still so a 360 it, game? Wasn't the first one 360? Uh, yes, the first one is 360. This one, I believe, is the start of Xbox One and PS4. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Cool. Do not quote me on that. I do not know sure. for sure, but I believe that is the case. We'll find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. Um, what yes, levels we are we playing? <laughs> yep, so that's what I was going to say. So uh, we are going to play all the way to the chapter that is called Facility. Play so intro to facility so once we once you see or know that you are at the chapter called facility we will we will stop there um this is i have no idea if that's going to be a good or bad stopping point as far as the story is concerned um i am right now i am simply chopping this up by number and hopefully as we go on, we might have a better idea of what this looks like. I have no fucking idea how long this is going to take, how many parts this is going to be. So, so start early, is what you're saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Just in case it takes start, as long as you think. Start early, but that is what I'm going to go with. We'll stop at the facility, um, and there you go. All right. Which one? Sorry, one more time. Which one is this? This is the 2034, Last right? Light. No. No, 2034 no, is the one we just played. Sorry. Yeah, it's called Metro Last Light. No, we played... Paid twenty thirty three last. Did yes. It? Okay. This is the last light. I think I bought the Rito Rito bundle. I bought yeah. I, I bought the bundle. Yeah. On there, Xbox. Please. Yeah. Yeah. So this will be yeah. So this is going to be the one that's all touched up that and and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then the final one is Metro Exodus. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So facility. Sounds good. Okay. Yep. All right. And to my knowledge, for this is only goes for Alex and I, because I know we are the only ones that have Steam Decks, it has a Platinum rating on Steam Deck. So if you want to install it on there, because I know you're going to be traveling and all that stuff, it should be uh, super... I've, super I, bought it on play, I bought it on Xbox, so that's what it is. But that is good to know, oh. just in case. That is good to know. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Well, next time we... <laughs> Were you just sniffing that sharpie? No, I'm itching, itching my beard. Is oh, that, it looked like it was button. open. No. It looked it's like it was the opening of a sharpie. Well, it doesn't it like a marker. Like, what are you yeah. doing with no. that? Okay, um, cool. So the next time you have that to look forward to, everybody. Um, I hope you're looking forward to it more than I am. So it'll be good. <laughs> um, and if you haven't played Greece, go play it. It was a fantastic game. It's totally worth your investment of like three dollars or however much. It yeah, costs. I think I think now it's back up to like fourteen. But also Game Pass right now, so go get it there. Yeah, there you go. And it's cheap on the App Store too. Go buy it on your phone. I don't care. Yeah, so it's worth it. Anyway, thank you everybody for hanging out with us, Preston. You know what to do as always. Hit it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Testing Room. To catch up on past episodes or check out the newest ones when they drop, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If watching is more your thing, check out youtube.com at the testing room or twitch.tv slash testing room pod. To leave comments and ask questions, follow us on Instagram at testing room pod and email us at testing at gmail.com. See you next time.